and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's bonus episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL. And as you can see, this is going to be a two-man show. But let me just tell you, not only is it just me and Zemi pulling an old school, but we have so many topics written down that not we're going to be able to get to every one of them because it's only two opinions. Plus, we're going to be obviously rubbing elbows with everyone in the chat. Hopefully, you have questions for us that we will be able to answer. But keeping the show rolling and the cog that keeps this show going each and every week. Zemi Games, welcome to the program. Have you have you uh, scoffed up any new recipes that you're going to be sharing with us, hopefully, in the future? No, no, no. I, 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 I have it. I have it. I wish. I wish I did. Uh, that that would have been that would have been an epic intro if I said yes, man. I'm, I just made the most delicious brisket and lasagna. Or I don't. I don't know. Um, but uh, twenty eight. 28, right? 28? 28 days, 28 folks. 28 days until I will be in Xbox Bliss, okay? And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not even lying. Every single time I see it, like I, I was seeing all these, you know, like tweets and, and news articles uh, a month out until the next console and like my heart skipped a beat. I was like, oh my God, really? Are we getting that close? And, and we really are. 28 days. I cannot wait. Uh, but boom. Thank you so much for you know setting up this uh, this bonus podcast for you know all of um, all of our viewers, and uh, I can't wait to jump into the topics, man. Well, I'm happy to be here, obviously, and I know that you are as well. And you know, we're, we're, we're as, as you know, as the people kind of file in, we're gonna just uh, kind of reminisce a little bit for a second. Uh, I, you, you know, you mentioned Twitter. And in the last couple of days, we've been seeing lots of shots of pallets upon pallets of oh. Xbox Series X consoles <laughs> literally getting ready to be shipped. And obviously, it is a big deal, folks. Uh, Zemi said it, 28 days until we are actually holding a new controller in our hand that is, of course, the Xbox Series X or S, or someone like myself who's purchasing both, I'll be holding both controllers. I won't be using them, obviously, um, but this is, this is a very exciting time for Xbox and its fans. And the way that Microsoft not only kicked it off last week with the incredible um, Power Your Dreams um, uh, commercial, which we talked about on last night's Primetime Gaming, we also have the digital version of the Xbox Fan Fest, where registration went live last night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, obviously on the West Coast. I was able to get in. My brother Neo Mental was able to get in. I know King and Cog from um, Lord Cognito and Lord King David from the Iron Lords got in. And I, I you know, obviously I did my, my regular public service message that I like to do when it comes to getting the information out there. And there were a lot of people that messaged me that they got in. Zemi, did you get into Xbox Fan Fest Digital? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I had no idea that the that the registration opened yesterday. I was, oh my I was, goodness! I was super. I mean, I was laying down laminate flooring <laughs> in, in my grandmother's house. Yeah, definitely keep you busy I, for sure. I, I was, I was, I was busy. So I had, I had no idea that that was even happening. But I did notice that uh, there was people tweeting about it this morning that they got in, and I was a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. You should definitely uh, go over and try and get in while we're doing the show. I mean, uh, that's yeah. that's actually what I did. I actually got in and. Uh, 
and confirmed live at 9.01 yesterday evening while I was doing primetime gaming. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, obviously being the, the professional host that I am, I could not do my running around in my underoos kind of a thing through the house, uh, even though I'm 50 <laughs> years old. But I did I did have a tremendous amount of excitement. Boom. I, I did have a question. So, yes, you're, so the picture... Uh, of like all the pallets with the Xboxes on them and stuff like that. I, I was looking at that and I was thinking to myself, if I was in that warehouse, I don't <laughs> think I would not be able, like I wouldn't steal like a whole pallet. Why would I do that? But I mean like one, if I could get one underneath like a big jacket or something, like I would, if I, if I could do it, I might do it. Boom. What about you? I mean, I know um, you're a cop, but I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, the thing is this, I actually couldn't. I, I'm going to be honest no? with you. No, I, I I couldn't because it would bother me that I got it in a way that was unworthy. You know, I, I, I would feel unworthy of owning it. That means, you know, I, I'm, sure. I've never been into the stealing thing. I, I mean, obviously, forget the fact that I was, you know, ex-law enforcement. It's just... I now if Microsoft walked me into this factory and said, mm -hmm. you know, pick an Xbox Series X and then you can go home and be happy. Well, that's see, a, that's a horse. I, don't, of I don't view it as stealing and I'll, and I'll <laughs> tell you why. OK, I don't view it as stealing because I'm going to put all my money down on my pre-order. Right. And if I just, you know, if I just, you know, get one of those consoles early off the warehouse floor, then I'll pay off my pre-order and I'll just never pick that up. I'll just forget about it, you know. That, I mean, that's that. I mean, that's a good way of telling yourself that it's okay to steal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen, folks, we already have 230 people here, which is pretty amazing. The show just started, and I'm hoping that we get a big turnout because we have a lot to talk about. And uh, you know, one of the uh, the first bits and bites that we're going to start with is, of course. Uh, we're going to bring Josh Munsey into the conversation. If you don't know who he is, he is the senior marketing manager at Xbox, leading the um, the uh, you know the push and uh, advertisement for the Xbox Series X and S launch. And he was actually answering a question uh, from an excited fan on Twitter, uh, something that the Xbox brass is known to do. And the name of the gentleman he was talking to was Daniel M of Twitter. And he asked this, it must be getting crazy for you guys. Now the excitement, stress and nerves must be going through the roof. Amazing. First advert cannot wait to see what else you guys have in store. So keen. So of course, like I was saying before, uh, in typical fashion, uh, that Xbox is known for, jo uh, Josh Munzee replied, and he says, I know we keep saying it, but we generally have more to come. This is the kickoff to our paid media campaign. But in the final four weeks to launch, we have so many global activations, activities, and content still coming. Should be a lot of fun. Now, look, Zemi, with only 28 days left, we know that by 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 mathematic uh, uh, mathematics on its own that is about four weeks and um we only have four weeks to launch which is pretty amazing when you think about it and very exciting uh what i want to know from you is what what are you expecting from microsoft i mean obviously they're saying we're getting new content every week and this week started out pretty epic because we got a chance to see some dirt five gameplay we uh, there's some play gameplay of uh, Yakuza like a dragon out there, and I believe that more and more is going to be coming through the rest of the week. Of course, 
if you tune into IGN, uh, Ryan McCaffrey didn't have a lot of nice things to say about Dirt 5, but when you watch Digital Foundry, the professionals of the industry, uh, break it down with their tools and techniques, Dirt 5 may not be the Forza Motorsport that you or I or anybody in the chat were looking for, but it looks damn good. As a matter of fact, it looks so damn good. It's a game that I am buying day one to play on my Series X. First of all, what are you expecting um, from Microsoft in the next four weeks? How, I mean, do you, do you expect like maybe a drip from the faucet and then eventually it's going to just explode with content? Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I think that we will like periodically probably get gameplay videos and, and, and stuff like that. And they, they may still do, you know, another live stream where, where they show us, you know, um, all of the features. And of course, you know, uh, we know that all of these influencers have these uh, editions of these Xboxes, and a lot of them have uh, filmed doing unboxings. Um, L- uh, Lamar Wilson, for instance, a-, a YouTuber on this platform, he, uh, you know, he showed off, you know, like the Xbox, and 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 just basically said that he had it. But because he, you know, is un- because it's under embargo and NDA and all that different stuff, he's not actually able to show the unboxing of the console yet. So I would imagine that, you know, sometime within these next four weeks, we're definitely going to see a lot of unboxing videos. Uh, we're probably, you know, from directly from Microsoft, we're probably going to get some trailers for, for, you know, for upcoming games. Um, and then I think we're probably going to see a lot of, uh, of, of, of marketing videos, like what we saw, uh, with, uh, the most recent, um, trailer with uh you know with uh jerome and 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 you know the big planet and 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 you know all of that i think we're going to see more marketing uh videos and advertisements and stuff like that uh you know posted being posted on you know television and on um you know social media and 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 just all over the place i think that they're really going to start ramping up their their promotions of these new consoles as well uh within these four weeks yeah, no, I, I I think you're right. Uh, what I'm what I'm want, wondering is now obviously they sent these um, the, the Xbox Series X units to a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, content creators as well sure. as influencers, and, and the ones that got them are are like really big. Like you look like for for instance, um, Lamar Wilson. I happen to really Lamar like his Wilson. stuff. I, I love. Yeah, he is he's fantastic. Yeah, uh, he he's is. fun. He's 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 just he's just a he's just a hoot to listen to and watch. <laughs> so he got one. Um, we also had you know some of the you know some of the media, of course, like the IGNs and uh, a few others uh, got it. Digital Foundry got theirs. Um, but I'm interested to know who's next, Zemi. Who 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 who's going to be next? Well, hopefully me and you. <laughs> but uh but but you know i, I mean i, Look, I, I really i'm not know. gonna sit here i'm not gonna sit here and lie for a second that i did not already throw a bid in to potentially unbox one of these consoles mm-hmm. and, and, and you know what here's the thing i don't look for anything for free i don't because i already have them pre-ordered and paid for i'm good to go um but it would be pretty epic if microsoft gave some of these smaller content creation uh community an opportunity because uh, obviously, and, and I kind of want to just harken back to 2017 when the series, uh, when the Xbox One X released, uh, they gave out quite an abundance of those. And what kind of disappointed me a bit was I saw, now obviously, if you're an Xbox fan, and you get one of these things, your enthusiasm is through the roof, you're excited, you're showing everyone your wares. I watched about a, about 
about 30 of the unboxings and from people that I respect and that I look that I that I look towards for content. But then there were several that have always denounced Xbox that have always gone out of their way to dump on Xbox getting these gifts and these gifts were not cheap. Uh, not only did they get a, an Xbox One X, they got about 25 digital games. Yes, they did. Yeah, they got an extra controller and they got a year of Game Pass, where obviously at that point it wasn't Game Pass Ultimate, it was just Game Pass. And I thought to myself, I understand you're trying to get the word out there that this console is amazing and that the games you play on it are amazing, but to give it to people that are unworthy, it, it, it kind of bothered me. So I'm hoping that this time around Microsoft is more... I don't know, mindful of who gets these people that power um, the, the community, people that push um, gaming and togetherness in the community, I, I think would be worthy. I, you know, I'd love to see someone like a Colt Eastwood. I'd like to see someone like the Iron Lords. I'd like to see someone like, um, you know, obviously dealer gaming who absolutely who stopped by last night's primetime gaming. Oh, by the way, and that, and dropped a $10 super chat for that matter, um, which was pretty cool. Um, these are the folks that I'd like to see get it. For you, I mean, wh what are your thoughts on this, Zemi? Yeah, well, you know, um, I, th I think it is a risk, you know, whenever any of these companies send out, you know, products, um, you know, like right now, whenever they're sending out, you know, these products to influencers and stuff like that, a lot of this stuff is still under, you know, embargo and DA, you know, there's, there's, you know, they're very, very limited on what they can actually, you know, talk about. Um, you know, as one of the influencers said, he literally cannot tell you his opinion about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and, and and for a lot of that, you know, it, it's relatively safe for Microsoft to do that. However, whenever they give out these review uh, versions of the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, it's a little bit different because you're able to say whatever you want about it. And if you are a, a very biased individual... And if you absolutely hate the Xbox brand for whatever reason, uh, regardless of the reason, it doesn't really matter. Um, you you can say whatever you want, right? And and so it is always definitely a risk for Microsoft to 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 you know give out you know review uh, review versions of their consoles. Uh, but you know, I mean, like like the old saying goes, you know, any press is good press, right? So even you know these people that are you know kind of dumping on the Xbox console and dumping on the Xbox brand, you know, they're still communicating the Xbox brand. They're still bringing that to a wide audience, and not all of those people that watch that video, watch that you know content creator influencers video, is going to agree with that. So. <clears throat> You know, I don't think it necessarily, you know, uh, destroys the Xbox brand whenever they do give these review uh, review uh, consoles out to, you know, influencers who just don't really care for Xbox. Um, however, I, I, I do agree with you in the sense that I would definitely like to see them, um, you know, give out these consoles to to passionate creators who 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 enjoy the Xbox brand, but not just enjoy the Xbox brand. Who, who are fair and accurate, you know, in the sense that if there is something wrong with this Xbox, they will talk about it. You know what I mean? They're not just blind and and, and they're not going to just be a yes man and just say that the console's perfect uh, because Xbox gave them a console. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and, I absolutely know what you mean. And it makes sense, too. 
Yeah, and and I mean, and 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 ultimately, I don't really you know care who they give these consoles to. I mean, there's definitely there's certain people I would love for you know them to get a review, uh, you know, version of the console. I mean, I would love to get a review version of the console. I'm probably not right, but um, I, I definitely would like to see you know more content creators. Um, you know, around the 50,000, you know, subscriber mark, maybe even 30,000 subscriber mark, depending on how many, you know, views they get and stuff. I would definitely like to see more of those kind of content creators uh, get an Xbox. I mean, listen, I, I, I just see for me personally, uh, I, I don't think the number matters as much as what you do in this community. I, I think that if you are someone that they, I mean, that, that the community knows and respects, and I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, you're a fly by night, um, Xbox podcast that's just trying to get a free system because that that's not what it should be about. Mm -hmm. It should be about you towing the line for the platform in the bad times and, of course, now in the revered good times. Uh, and that's something uh, you know I, I've seen many many content creators do. Even even uh, when they're when they're being critical, they're being critical in a way that is uh, hopefully uh, being looked upon as as uh, uh, critical for a good reason. Not just to mm -hmm. you know get a click, you know, throw a, a, a nasty tag on you know on your video, and hopefully you know it gravitates towards the hate community. That that's what we don't want. But uh, I mean, listen, look, look. The, the bottom line is this: the, the console is going to be out in the wild in under a month. We're all going to go and get our consoles. We're all going to be talking about it. That particular week, I'm doing five live shows. I'm going to be trying to put that together in advance. So I could, because it's going to be, there's going to be a lot to talk about. I mean, if, if I put it to this way, we could probably get away with doing five consecutive shows of the Xbox Factor podcast just to talk about the Series X and S of that launch week. But we also have the PS5 releasing. So I'm going to try and divvy it up where not only am I doing a ton of live content for the Xbox community as well, as because I'm getting a PlayStation. I, I don't know if you're going to get one or if you got, you're able to get your hands on one. Yeah, well, see that that second question is really the question. Uh, I want one. I don't know if I'll be able to get one now. <laughs> I mean, it's look, King David, who's a very good friend of mine, and who's been now known to be called the prophet because everything he's been calling out about Sony has been right, and he has no inside information. I mean, he does, but not for Sony as much as you as much as he does for Xbox because mm -hmm. the guy does know a lot of people. And he, in his heart of hearts, still believe that the PlayStation 5 is going to be at the last minute delayed. Now, I'm not saying that I agree 100%. I am going to say that I think Sony is launching this console just to say that they launched the console. And I think that the units available are going to be at such a minuscule percentage compared to what Xbox is doing. You will be lucky to get your hands on a PlayStation 5. And I think that's because they were late to the game. Now, again, this is an Xbox show, so we're not going to talk too much about PlayStation. But that is his theory, and I have to agree. Even though we had a breakdown, even though we have you know confirmed uh, you know uh, everything backward everything but like ninety nine percent is backwards compatible to some extent. With of course little asterisks all over the place. I still think that there there whatever pre orders come uh, about in the next couple of weeks are going to be pre-orders that are going to be filled in 2021, not this holiday season. But that is just my personal opinion. I do want to move on, Zemi, to the mm -hmm. next topic. But I want to shout out a couple of people. First of all, Yobi, uh, a good friend of the show, a good friend of the community, uh, he had put something in the, the chat a few minutes ago. Let me see if I can find it. Where he talked about there's more, there's more pre-orders coming. 
uh, for both consoles. Hey, here it is. Uh, Dragonheart Yobi uh, says, check your DM and Twitter. I sent the I sent you a website uh, uh, that's doing pre-orders for the Series X and PS, uh, PS5 bundles. Um, I mean, I, I, if you put it on Twitter, Yobi, I'm sure people are racing to it. Uh, because obviously people are going to want to see. I, I know Costco did another round of pre-orders, and those sold out really quick. So I mean, I don't know who else is going to be doing it, but I I do have confirmation, uh, and we heard this on RDX last week that uh, Aaron Greenberg said that they're holding back some of the stock to make sure that at launch day you you potentially, if you're waiting in line, if you really want one of these consoles and you want to potentially got there at three o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning, whatever, <laughs> uh, that you, you probably will get one, uh, cause they're going to allocate, um, extra units outside of the reserves. So that's going to be very interesting, but you know, I want to, I want to talk about, um, one of the big launch titles for the Xbox series X. And that, of course, uh, I mean, is gears tactics, a game that you are probably going to be very excited to play because you like RTS games and Gears of War, this isn't just a mindless Gears of War. This actually has a full-on story. Now, I didn't play Gears Tactics when it released in the summer because I don't have a PC strong enough to play mm-hmm. it. Plus, I was waiting for the uh, controller support. Um, and um, I, I want to play something you know new and, and fresh on my new console. And this is definitely going to be one of them. But along with Gears Tactics... We're getting the upgraded Gears 5 that's going to run at 120 frames per second in 4K. Uh, That is pretty ridiculous. Now, I've beaten Gears multiple times, but I will tell you this. I am going to run through it once again to witness the glorious upgrades um, to this new insanely looking Gears title. Uh, I think Gears 5 is tremendously underrated. Uh, I think it's one of the best looking games on the series uh, on the Xbox One X currently, and I think it's going to shine unbelievably uh, on the Series X. Uh, but you know what? Uh, thanks to the official Gears Twitter account, we have some new information that just uh, that's uh, uh, basically it's just another in the long line of fan service that you find on the Xbox, uh, which is pretty good. And this is what they had to say there. I mean, he says, um, get ready to light the world on fire. In case you missed it, plays, play hashtag Gears Tactics and get Gabe Diaz for free in Gears 5. Basically, all you have to do is start the game, play through the tutorial, and Gabe Diaz is going to be made available for you to play in multiplayer uh, on, of course, Gears 5. Now, obviously, this is certainly not the biggest topic of the show, but one I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, Zemi, are, are you going to potentially run through Gears 5 again or at least play to see the advancements that come with the Series X? You know, I'm going to... I I very well might uh, jump onto Gears 5 on my Series X to, to, to just try out the, like, the reduced latency, like the input latency, and, and just to, you know, look at the graphics and all that different stuff. Um, however, you know, my primary place to play gears of war anymore is is on my pc like i've mm. transitioned uh playing gears of war on my pc um I, I mean i still play call of duty i still play halo on the xbox um but but for gears of war i don't know what it is it's it's just it's it's just a lot better to use that mouse to aim around and use a keyboard to move around and stuff i i, I really really like playing gears of war <laughs> uh on a pc so i've kind of already somewhat 
you know, experienced, um, you know, the, the, the better graphics and the higher frame rates, not to the extent of, you know, you know, 4k resolution and 120 frames per second. Um, but I, I, I've kind of, you know, somewhat already experienced a little bit of that and, in in it is, it is amazing. And, and a lot of people are really, really going to enjoy that. All, all the gears fans in here that, you know, only play on Xbox whenever they get their Series X and they try out Gears, uh, you know, 4K, um, 120 frames per second. Like they they are going to be very, very impressed with how well that game plays. I mean, you know, there's some games, you know, it, 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 it just almost seems like a different game whenever you increase the, you know, the graphics and, and, and you add more frames to it. It really does seem almost like a like a brand new game. Uh, and I think Gears is one of them. Uh, Gears Tactics, I have been so excited to play. And uh, that's another game that I, I could play it right now if I wanted to. Um, I, I've, just, I, there, I've just been very, very busy. And for that reason, I haven't been able to get into the game yet. Um, but for like this, I'm not even lying. This last week, I have been constantly just staring at Gears Tactic on uh, the Xbox Game Pass for PC application on my computer, just wanting to click it. But then every single time I want to click it, I'm like, well, you know, here in like an hour, I also have to go do this. Um, so, you know, I haven't uh, I haven't been able to, to, to start that yet. Uh, but I'm really excited for Gears Tactics. I, I, I'm going to play it eventually. Um, and uh, Gears of War, I think so many people are going to be really, really shocked and amazed uh, with, uh, with how well the game plays at a higher frame rate and, you know, and, 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 and better graphics. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I have never experienced uh, because I don't have a, a PC capable of it. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I, I went out last year and I bought a nice uh, a QLED uh, 65 inch TV with all the bells and whistles, 240 uh, refresh rate. Oh, every everything pre- being prepared for both the uh, Series X and the PlayStation 5. And even if I had a capable PC, I don't think I would have played Gears Tactics because I wanted to play it on the on the console, sitting sure. on my couch on the TV at that size of a screen. Um, but uh, well, listen, and, and that's the great thing about Xbox, right? Is that they give you the choice. Yes. You, know, yes. you want to play it on console, so you play it on console. And you're not missing out on anything, right? Because what you want, you can get everything that you want on console, right? For me, there's certain games I want to play on PC, so I, I'll play them on PC. And Xbox allows me to do that. I can still get achievements. I can still play with you while you're on your Xbox, right? And then, you know, now, if you want to play on your mobile device, well, why not? Right. That's the great thing about Xbox is that you can play whatever game that you want to play in the Xbox, you know, uh, family on whatever device you want to play. And, and, and that is the really, really great part of what Xbox is doing going into this generation is just giving the player ultimate choice on where and what and how they want to play their games. That's a great point. That is that is a fantastic point. That is something that uh, they they are exclusively doing. Uh, yep. When you look at if you, when you look at what uh, Nintendo and uh, Sony are doing, uh, it's it's a tremendous. It's basically a 180. Uh, Microsoft is obviously uh, giving players the opportunity to play wherever you want to play. You sent me a um, a screenshot of some upcoming uh, peripherals mm-hmm. for uh, the you know that you're going to be able to use with your phone. And I'm going to be honest with you, even though I currently have um, what do I have in front of me here? I have the um, the, the Razer Kishi. Kishi. Yeah, I have yeah. the Razer Kishi. I like it. The problem with the Razer Kishi is that when you put your phone in it 
And this is my only complaint. It feels good in your hands. The problem is, is that the back holding it is just basically a strap that goes across mm -hmm. the back. And if you're heavy handed like me, it, it, it kind of feels like you're going to it's going to fold up in your hand, um, which I don't like. Um, I, I, I kind of wanted the phone to actually rest in something mm -hmm. so it would be a more more switch like experience. Um, the one that you sent me that I, 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 I thought I think that might be like it is the one that actually looks like an Xbox um, controller controller. Yeah, yeah that mm -hmm. one looks though. I could not find that anywhere though to pre-order it. Yeah, so so um, Home Run PR sent me an email uh, and, and that's just a press release. So okay. it pr I, I'll look over the press release. Uh, I just kind of skimmed through it, but I'll look over it after the show and uh, see if I can find a release date. Yeah, that I mean, obviously, I, I would imagine it's going to probably be right before the holidays. Mm -hmm. if, if the press release is going out, that means it's coming out soon. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, but it did look it did look pretty good. Um, and uh, one that I think that people should, I, 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 what I'm going to probably do is just throw it up on Twitter so people could take a look at it because the Kishi is great. Not expensive. It was 80 bucks, 89 dollars. I think it was. And it's not terrible. But the problem is, is that it's it it just doesn't feel too secure like i i wish the phone was resting in between something and not just having a a plastic strap on the back of it because at that point there is it, it just it, it always feels like it's just going to pop yeah. out of the of, of the controller at part and nobody I, wants I, that i saw i saw those peripherals like uh that that i think it's like nikon is is, is the people who are making that um, I, I saw that and I had the overwhelming desire to run to AT&T and, 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 and get an Android smartphone. So I could, so I, <laughs> so yes, I swear. So I, so I could experience, um, whatever the heck that was, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. cause I've still haven't played, um, xCloud yet and, and I'm really, really, you know, excited for it. I wish I could do it, but I currently have an Apple device, so, mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never had Apple. My brother, Neo Mental, has been trying to, for years to convert me, and that's never going to happen. Uh, good friend of the show, Kay Asante in the chat says, you should try the G-Lap controller. It's made by Samsung, but works great. I have one. I, I didn't even, I, listen, I, I'm going to have to look into that because, like I said, I, I ha I've i obviously played uh, Project X Cloud. I was, in, I was in the beta program for quite a while and enjoyed what I played on it. I just... I have not found the perfect um, controller for it because, like I said, holding the controller with the phone attached to the front of it works great. The problem is that it's a little heavy because you're holding a controller and you're holding your phone and you have the clip. Now, the clip doesn't weigh anything because it's just a plastic clip, but it is a little heavy. I, I have always hoped that... Microsoft would team up with someone to make a device with a built-in screen like the Switch to come out that was specifically for Project X Cloud. Where I mean, you, I mean that that I, I don't know if they're ever going to do it, and they probably won't. It's probably more of a of a wish that the peripherals is probably all they're going to they're, they're going to team up with. But I would love to have an actual. Xbox device, not an X boy, but I mean like an, a literally an, a device that works with in conjunction with your console and X cloud where it, it you could l literally just turn it on, log into your account, screen comes on, it's a self-contained unit and you go. I, that's what I'm hoping for. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it. Any. What, what do you think about that? 
You know, I, I, I think that it would, I think that that could work, especially like in, in, in the current market that, you know, like gaming looks to be heading into. Um, but the, the one thing I will say to that is that like their pricing for that would have to be very, very, very competitive. You know what I mean? Like I would say anything more than 200 and, and I don't know if it would succeed, right? Because everyone already owns, uh, smartphones. Most people own a smartphone and all that they would have to do is just buy a controller to, to play, you know, the games on, 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 uh, you know, on X cloud. Right. Um, so, so that's the only thing that I'm kind of against, but you know, maybe we should call it the Xbox mini. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like that. I mean, I guess that would work, but I, it, it's for me, I, I just, I, I, I like the direction they're going. I, I like that they've partnered with a lot of these companies to make devices yeah. to use for X cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, well, you know, super the, important. Yeah, I you mean, know, obviously, be, being one of the important things is if you want to play on a tablet. Say, for instance, you like have like a 15-inch Samsung tablet, uh, and uh, and you have a controller. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. You're gonna enjoy the game because of the big screen. I I find the little the little screens not as enjoyable, especially like for instance, I played um, Arkham Knight on it, and it looks fantastic. I mean, it looks really like unbelievably good, like. People sword and they're like, I, "Is what is that?" Yeah, I'm playing it from my from the Xbox. It's crazy, but the screen is so small that it's hard to really enjoy it. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't mind a little bigger of a screen uh, to play on. But I mean, listen, I, I think we're I think we're barking up a tree here that we're not going to get. We're not going to get any satisfaction. I think we're going to have to just find a way to use what they're giving us and use the best one of those. In my opinion. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, but you know, with them coming out with 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 so many versions and, and working with so many you know third party companies to to create and develop and 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 engineer these these contraptions to hold your phone or hold your tablet in uh, to be able to play games on the go in a comfortable you know fashion. I mean, it's it it really once again you know kind of just uh, you know jumps back to the to the earlier point choice. Yes. Right? No, that's, that's a great point. Want yeah. choice, and consumers want to play their games in their in the most comfortable way possible, and so offering multiple options to do that is the greatest thing. And and this is, you know, I, I actually mentioned this in our in our um in our private DM, but this is the type of thing that Google needs to start doing. I mean, Google has a lot of problems with Stadia, um, but one of their biggest problems is that they're not leveraging. Uh, the mobile capability of Stadia as much as they should be, as much as Xbox is, right? Um, they they need to start doing this type of thing. They need to start having their own, you know, peripherals, uh, you know, you know, made and 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 stuff like that. Um, that's what a lot of these companies need to start doing. Uh, you know, like uh, you know, Amazon's still early on, so we don't know what they're doing. But Stadia is a big one. This is what they need to start looking into doing. Um, you know, to stay as competitive as Microsoft is with uh, with the X Cloud. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, good for again, once again, a good friend of the show, Kay Asante, just sent me the uh, the the uh, G Lap, uh, which looks dope. I'm looking at I'm looking at my DMs right now, and that 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 does look kind of dope. Uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm definitely gonna have to look into that because that looks a super super comfortable. I'll send it to you as well. 
Please. Zemi. Uh, but I, I want to move on to the the next bites and bits, and this one is pretty interesting. Now I don't I don't think uh, you know uh, that uh, Zemi Games is going to appreciate as much as I am because obviously he has a certain way he feels about exclusives, which is fine. Obviously that's his opinion, but uh, this is something that Randall Thor did a video on uh, last week, and uh, he talked about it on uh, the Xbox Two podcast, and I thought it was interesting enough to uh, want to bring up in conversation because as of this show, it still only has being released for the Xbox series X and S. And I looked, I looked at uh, this morning. I could not find anything with the words PS five on it. And I'm talking about the Wolfenstein dishonored and prey game collections rated by the ESRB last week for the Xbox series X and S, but not the PlayStation 5. Now, in my opinion, I believe this is the start of where the exclusivity will become more apparent uh, as ga as games start to be released for the Xbox branded consoles. And uh, what's what what's awesome, at least in my opinion, and should come as no surprise, is if you own these games already, uh, the upgrades are going to be free through smart delivery. So if you own all of the Wolfenstein games like I do, and of course both Dishonored games and the DLC, all of those are getting next-gen upgrades. Uh, that includes Prey as well. And those are going to be uh, uh, th those upgrades are going to be released as, as soon as these games are released. And I believe all of them, these collections, are coming directly into Xbox Game Pass for obvious reasons so through smart delivery you're if you again if you own these games already you're going to get the upgrade for free uh, if you don't own these games and you've never played these games or actually did play them and want to play them again they're going to be available on xbox game pass now that's my assumption that has not been confirmed but obviously because microsoft owns bethesda the, i would imagine that all of those games when these collections are released will be announced for xbox game pass but the two collections that i'm talking about zemi uh, are obviously featuring bethesda titles like wolfenstein and dishonored and prey and um the wolfenstein uh collection is called alt history collection and it includes wolfenstein the new order Wolfenstein the Old Blood, Wolfenstein the New Colossus, and Wolfenstein Young Blood. Now, the Arcane Anniversary Collection includes Dishonored Definitive Edition, Dishonored 2, Prey, and Dishonored Death of the Outsider, which was the DLC. Um, this is this is pretty awesome. I'm going to be honest with you, and I think there are a lot of people that might have passed on these games initially because maybe the Dishonored type uh, franchise may not be a thing. Maybe Prey wasn't what you were looking for and maybe you know some of the wolfenstein games were just not your bag but the fact they're going to be available in these collections with series x and s upgrades is awesome and obviously like i said my assumption is that they're going to be going into game pass day and date and if you own them you're going to get the upgrade what, what are your thoughts on all of this content coming on the heels of the biggest deal in gaming history yeah, so I'm going to definitely steer away from the whole exclusivity part because, I mean, you and me, we've already talked about it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. everything's already known with that. Uh, and, and there's no point even bringing that up for me, at least. Um, um, but uh, I, I'm actually very, very excited because Dishonored is a game that I've actually never played. I, I never played uh, Dishonored 1 or Dishonored It's 2. really fantastic. Really yep, fantastic. Yep. And and to know that uh, they they're getting uh, you know a um, um, you know a a 
you know, a facelift and going to be put onto the 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 series uh, the series X has me very very excited because that you know that it, it, it kind of makes me want to play it even more. Um, I know Dishonored uh, isn't necessarily like super super old or anything, uh, but it is sometimes hard going back you know to that game that you know people played eight years ago or seven or five years ago, right? Um, but it's a lot easier whenever it is the newer version of the game that just came out. And so yeah. for that reason, I'm actually really, really excited. I'm probably not going to play Prey because mm -hmm. I remember playing uh, a Prey way, way, way back in the 360 uh, days and it scared the crap out of me. Um, but this, I will this one is just as horrifying, but it's, 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 yeah. not, it's, not, it's not based on the same... It has the same name, but not based on the same um, uh, you know, story. Yeah, so it's not like you 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 start in like a bar and you're a Native American and like there's a kid. No, no, no. Claim. This this yeah. over here is more like more like Alien. Uh, you have like these uh, gotcha. organisms that are killing everyone, and you're you know they're 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 you're walking into rooms and the music gets real. Loud. I think that you're you're gonna wind up having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for that reason, I, I'm going to definitely steer away from that. However, I have seen gameplay of Dishonored, and Dishonored does not look. I mean, it kind of looks somewhat kind of creepy and eerie, some of the environments, but it doesn't look like uh, like I would absolutely have a heart attack. So, I, I'm actually really, really excited to try that out. Um, there's also a bunch of Wolfenstein games I have not played. I played the very first one and loved every single second of it. Like whenever the like that old Nazi lady gets her like just face destroyed. Um, there, there was something really nice about that, you know, like if it was anybody else, it's awful, but whenever you're doing it to a Nazi, it makes everything okay. Yeah. Um, I would agree there. Yeah. Um, but, but I absolutely did love the very first Wolfenstein game. Um, and, and I would, uh, I would imagine that with all of these coming out, you get to re, uh, you know, unlock all of the achievements as well. So, you know, that gives me, uh, you know, a good reason why I would possibly want to, you know, play the very first Wolfenstein again and then, you know, carry on with the uh, with the sequels that followed. Um, so to me, I think that this is this is excellent news. Um, and I think that there's a lot of players out there who have, you know, for one reason or another, maybe they just didn't have money. Maybe, you know, maybe they didn't uh, know that these games existed or whatever the reason it is. You know, I think that this is going to, um, you know, hit a lot of people's interest and a lot of people that previously have not played these games are going to jump into them, especially if they go to Game Pass, which I would uh, I would agree with you. I, I couldn't imagine Xbox not putting it into Game Pass. Um, I, I think it would almost in some ways if Xbox didn't put this in Game Pass, in some ways it would be like they were spitting in, in Xbox fans faces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because I would it's, imagine it's that what they we have expect. to. Yeah, it's what no, we expect, no, no. And, and it's also what they've kind of said. Well, I mean, obviously, we just got Doom Eternal, sure. right? So Doom Eternal just jumped into the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, we did have a few of the other Bethesda games that were set to leave, but they're not leaving now because, like, all uh, Microsoft first-party games, they're in there permanently, which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, when these collections come out officially, I would imagine – that they're going to be in game, but you'll get you'll get an announcement from like Major Nelson or someone at Xbox saying, "Hey, the collection is in uh, Xbox Game Pass because that's the whole purpose of the seven point five billion dollar purchase of of Zenimax and Bethesda was Absolutely. to, uh, you know, stack Xbox Game Pass with quality content." So. Uh, again, if you if you if you own them already, you're going to get the uh, through smart delivery, the uh, the advancements through the Series X and S for free. And again, just I, just 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 so we're clear, my assumption 
is that these are going to be going into Game Pass, and I think it's safe to assume that as well. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I want I, I want to say is uh, we're already off to a rocking start. We already have over 600 people here, which is pretty dope. Uh, we're up to our fourth topic already, which is which is excellent. Um, and what I want to do is I, I just want to say that if you're new to the program, because we've been getting a lot of new folks pop in here, I want to say welcome. Uh, this is yes, this is an Xbox program, but I do have two other programs that are cover everything under the sun. Uh, and that's primetime gaming on Monday evenings at 8 p.m., which was last night. And that was a fantastic show. We went from four four panel members to start to a battle royal seven at the end. And it was pr- pretty epic show last night. Um, and, of course, Breakfast with Boom on uh, Friday mornings is a multi-plat show, uh, which we have an, um, an amazing panel uh, a group of uh, panel members there. And, we again, we talk. We don't really talk as much Nintendo unless it's something big because I've, I've noticed that Nintendo doesn't seem to draw the crowd. But if there's something big happening in Nintendo land, we're going to talk about it. But for the most part, we cover peace, uh, PS5, PS4, uh, Xbox. And, of course, next this, this upcoming Thursday will be the regular um, edition of the Xbox Factor podcast, where we have our cast of characters, I should say, that will be here with Zemi and myself. Uh, but I, I Zemi, I want to move on to the uh, the next topic, and uh, this one is this one is uh, might be a little controversial. One that um, we've been hearing some of the bigger YouTubers talk about as late as uh, this weekend, and I thought we you know we haven't had a chance to to really touch on it. I, I wanted to. To um to bring it up in conversation because I think it's it's going to it's going to you know resonate with a lot of people the over six hundred people that are here and hopefully are enjoying the show enough to hit the like button before you get on out of here. But Zemi, if there's one thing that I dislike about social media, it's the trends of negativity. And when discussing anything Xbox, that's what you seem to get, and it's it's very unfortunate. In fact, I think it's safe to say that before reaching the height of gaming, uh, it, uh, or height of gaming's elite, where Microsoft and Xbox are currently sitting, which is what I personally believe, uh, and if you if you publicly admitted you were a fan of the brand, or of course the emerald green, you were ridiculed a little bit on places like Twitter, um, and uh, and. And it, it's actually quite disturbing, to be honest with you. Now, obviously, Microsoft has made tremendous strides uh, post-2013. And where they're sitting now is, again, I think they're sitting at the top of the mountain. That's just my opinion. So people, You can argue with me and pretend, try and change me my mind to disagree, but I would tell you no. Uh, because right now, they are doing everything that Sony is not. And that is being transparent. That is being fan-first. Uh, that is being, um, you know, uh, you know, reaching out to the fan base through places like Twitter. Uh, again, you don't see anyone from Sony reaching out and talking to a fan. You don't see that. Uh, you don't see anyone in Nintendo doing that either. You only see that on Xbox. And we're talking people like Phil Spencer will actually stop and answer someone's question on Twitter, which is pretty amazing considering the position that he currently holds. Uh, we've seen Aaron Greenberg, uh, who was on last week's RDX. I've had... Uh, Major Nelson on my small program. So th- th- these are things that I think stand are the standouts for Xbox. F- forget the hardware power. Forget the, har- the the price of the Series X. I mean the S, and uh, and 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 the you know twenty three studios that they have. Zemi. It's everything else that 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 accents everything Microsoft is doing right. 
But in another uh, attempt to garner likes and uh, clicks last week, the unbiased uh, gaming, uh, and I say that in parentheses, and of course I'm being, you know, facetious. The gaming, uh, the unbiased gaming media and content creation community uh, decided that Xbox was having too much hashtag fun and tried to spend uh, to spread a bunch of false information regarding the Series X overheating and having issues. Uh, and many of the trusted gaming media uh, that we look towards for information, Zemi, came actually to the defense of Xbox, which was actually really nice to see. And one of those said people were Jez Corden of Windows Central. And this is what Jez had to say. He says, Micro, uh, he said, Microsoft tests the Xbox Series X heat thresholds by putting them into special ovens where they can turn up the ambient temperature and etc. The console isn't going to have any cooling problems like the Red Ring of Death, death just more fanboy FUD. And if you don't know what FUD or FUD stands for, it's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Now, of course, people are using – this is what he also continued, which I thought was pretty interesting. He said, people are using something I said on the podcast, and he's talking about the Xbox 2 with Randall Thor – and they clipped it out out of context where I said it was it, it had enough heat to uh, heat up his room. Except I go on to say that like high-end PCs, Emmy, Xbox One, PS4 Pro, etc., electronics make rooms warm unless you have AC. Now, also who jumped into the conversation was Tom Warren of The Verge. And he weighed in on it as well by simply saying, a lot of people keep asking me about the Xbox Series X heating. I'm under embargo, but, uh, to, but but to think of it, Microsoft wouldn't send these consoles to hundreds of journalists, streamers, and YouTubers if they had an overheating problem. They just wouldn't let people touch the console. And, you know, to put the nail in the coffin of this conversation, um, we, uh, which, of course, is it's complete BS. Aaron Greenberg of Microsoft actually had this to say. The console will output system heat uh, out of the exhaust. And just as other consoles will, our engineering team confirmed the heat level, <clears throat> excuse me, leaving the console is not significantly different than the Xbox One X that we all currently have, which is pretty interesting considering the system is much bigger and a heck of a lot more powerful. That just goes to show you, Sammy, the engineering that has gone into these new consoles. So, of course... I have to ask you, Zemi, you know, uh, this is another fantastic week for Xbox gamers. Uh, last week was magnificent. Today, uh, this week is already starting great with the gameplay. And, of course, it was nearly spoiled by the hate Xbox rhetoric that you and I know is real and, un and is very unfortunate out there. Um, and um, I, 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 I'm actually quite sh shocked that it's still a thing considering that Right now, Microsoft is the most transparent, consumer-friendly, gamer-first publisher-slash-developer in gaming today. It's actually quite frustrating when we get, you know, we get into these conversations. But my question to you, Zemi, is are you happy to know that we have multiple confirmations from around not only Microsoft, but other content creators and media types of the industry saying that, yes, it gets hot, but the console doesn't. It just the heat is doing what it's supposed to do. It's leaving the console. Yeah. So whenever I first heard this story, um, I, I, I just I, I thought to myself, 
but isn't that what you want to happen right i mean i mean because because with the heat leaving the console that means it's doing its job that means you know your internal you know hardware components aren't going to melt down and, and and become damaged because they're overheating like isn't that what you want is is for you know all the heat to or not all the heat obviously but for a lot of the heat to like leave your console and and of course that's what you want um and 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 for a lot of that i i definitely you know uh, I think it's probably a mixture of uh, possibly ignorance, but then also, you know, people trying to come up with a new negative, um, you know, narrative towards the Xbox brand. Right. Uh, and I don't know which one it is, but I, I would I would probably say it's more likely the latter one. But, you know, ignorance is definitely, you know, up there as well, probably. Um but no, I mean this is this is nothing new and 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 I do like how, you know, several people in the media did come out and they did, you know, basically uh reiterate, you know, their position on the Xbox brand and 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 saying that, you know, this is kind of what you're going to expect from, you know, any any really, you know, piece of, you know, hardware or device, you know. Um I play on PC the graphics card gets really hot. The CPU gets really hot. And so it has to get rid of that, you know, that, that, you know, uh, that hot air some, or, you know, that, that heat somehow. And, you know, just like my PC does it, my Xbox does it as well. And, you know, and I will say this as well is, is, um, whenever I heard that the Xbox was, uh, was putting out quite a bit of heat, I got excited because that meant that I could save money on a heater. Because winter is about to come <laughs> and my room is freezing. Okay. Oh Let me just God, tell you it is freezing. And and you know, now I don't have to buy a space heater or just any heater. I all I gotta do is buy this Xbox, which I was already planning on buying. It is a bonus for me. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, you know, I remember it was a few summers back, like it was super hot in uh, you know, in and in, in here in Kentucky where I live. And, um, you know, my Xbox was running and, and my PC was running and my room was just on fire. Right. So I had to go get like a window AC unit just to get some extra, you know, some extra uh, air conditioning in the room. So, you know, this has always been a thing. Right. And, you know, you, you know, a lot of people maybe haven't noticed it because, you know, they play in maybe a bigger room than I do or, or, or you know, whatever it is. But it's always been a thing. The Xbox. um, these Xboxes and and even the Playstations and 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 you know computers and and laptops and everything they all emit heat so they don't break right you know this this is I, I mean I thought it was more of like a common sense kind of thing but um, I, I guess more of it is that they were they were concerned about the amount of heat exiting the console. But of course, you know, you know, Microsoft just came out and they've said that it, you know, is significantly like, you know, it, it, it really doesn't matter. It, it's like maybe a, you know, like a minor increase in, in, uh, in heat coming out of the console. But we also have to remember that, you know, the components in this console are a lot better and will probably run a lot hotter than the components in your Series X or in your One X or in your Xbox One console or whatever, right? So it is going to emit more heat. Um, so, you know, I, I, whenever I, whenever I heard that part of the story, I, you know, it, it just like, you know, went over my shoulder. I, I, I really didn't care. Right. It, whatever. Um, however, there was one other part and I actually have not heard anything or Microsoft's response on, on this. So maybe you might be able to help me. Um, there was also another influencer who was talking on a podcast about how whenever he was removing, removing the memory uh, stick from the back of the console, he actually burned his hand. Did you hear Microsoft say anything about that? 
Yeah, no, as a matter of fact, um, what I recall the conversation was, uh, is, was what Aaron Greenberg had to say. But that was from the Giant Bomb. That was from the, the, the Beast cast. Uh, I believe those shows are on Thursdays. Uh, I, I used to listen to Thursdays or Fridays. I'm not sure. I haven't listened to them in, in many, many years. I, I, I gave up on Giant Bomb because I Jeff Gerfsman, he just... He just rubbed me the wrong way one day, and I just I just was not a, a fan of their work anymore. I think that they started – they used to be really good. Like Giant Bomb used to be a very outrageous uh, – they, 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 I always compared them to like the Howard Stern of video games. Like they had mm-hmm. a bunch of different characters there. I loved their no-nonsense um, – theatrics that went on and something changed and they and 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 when uh when it was just giant bomb they were very raw and they were very truthful and they were fun to listen to and the minute they uh were got purchased and they started the beast cast which i listened to initially it became very corporate um and it became very by by the numbers and and i i really lost uh, an affection for that brand so i don't i don't listen to them but it was on the giant beast cast where he took out the memory card uh and had it in his hand and he's like oh my god it's 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 burning hot now listen folks first of all again these kind of theatrics i don't appreciate i i don't i don't appreciate them I think that the the message that they're trying to put out there seems a little skewed, in my opinion. Um, if you were to take a memory stick and put it into your uh, your computer and take it out after you finish uploading some videos and put it into your hand, it would be warm to the touch. It you couldn't cook an egg on it, but it'd be warm to the touch. That that is what you're going to get with, of course, the memory card that is two hundred nineteen dollars. It's it's a piece of metal. You know, uh, at the tip with the plastic that you hold it with. I don't know why anyone would immediately touch that metal when it comes outside of your computer. Here's here's the thing that worries me about that. It's like, you know, I I, I know that these, you know, new sticks are kind of somewhat similar to like an M.2. And and an M.2 inside your computer gets really, really, really hot while running, right? Uh, which which is typical, and you know, obviously they put the 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 plastic cover over the the you know the Xbox SSD you know extendable SSD for that reason, right? But the, but the thing that really kind of concerned me is you know if it is getting hot enough to where you know it it could potentially burn someone, which I'm still unsure about this, right? I I don't know, right? Um, you know, for for adults, whatever, right? But for children, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that 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 is a real concern. Um, I I don't think I don't think it's a concern. I'm going to be honest with you. I I think that it, it it's it's first of all, if a kid is taking out the memory card, I don't think mm-hmm. that kid is putting it into his mouth. I don't think the kid is putting it into their hand. And as a matter of fact, I don't necessarily know if there's going to be a kid that's going to be handling a two hundred nineteen dollar memory card. Uh, this would be the same thing as if you took, uh, a, a, you know, a, a memory card of that type into your PC and took it out of, of your of your, you know, your PC Master Race box. Um, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I, I actually don't have any concerns, to be honest with you. I, I think that it's it's an over exaggeration of the media looking to garner clicks and likes and views to a video. And I can guarantee you that the minute they said that. People were like, oh, wow, it's hot. I have to watch this video now. And, and they got a mm-hmm. tremendous amount of, um, of, of clicks and, and views on it just based on the fact that they were implying that there is a heating issue. 
Zemi, again, I, you, you're obviously everyone's entitled to their their own opinion, yeah. but I I think that that that's a bit of a stretch, in my opinion, that someone no, no, like, I, like, I, no, not you, not you, but like a giant sure. bomb would attempt to make news based on a piece of metal that comes out of your PC and you put into your hand like a freaking boob wouldn't be hot. Yeah, no, and and I mean, and and we don't actually know how hot it is, you know. I mean, if you stick a flash drive into your PC, you know, it's going to get, you know, relatively warm. And if you touch the metal part, and I have because, you know, I I, I don't know why I did, but I did. I mean, it is warm. It's not going to burn your hand. And so that that was the real question, the most concerning part about the entire situation was, you know, is that SSD actually getting hot? Um, enough to, you know, cause any form of damage, or is this just being taken way out of proportion? I think it was taken to, way, out, way out of proportion. Being, uh, you know, to, to, you know, the console running hot in the sense that it's pumping out a lot of hot air. That was, that was my main thing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I, I'll say this. Uh, I, I, I put it to this way. I, I have another quote. Now, if, you, if you're familiar with uh, content creation community, uh, before I actually get into that, first of all, let me, oh, he popped out. Yeah, um, Everborn is going to be joining us, Emmy. Yeah, he just okay. popped in for a hot second, and here he is again. Uh, welcome to the program, Everborn. How you feeling there, brother? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? Thank you How for the you? thank you for the in, uh, for the information that you happen to have. No meetings until two, so we we get you here for a little bit. And uh, if you don't, if you're unfamiliar who who Everborn is, he uh, was guest appeared two weeks ago on Primetime Gaming. Uh, and uh, thanks so much for coming back, brother. Super appreciated. We got to get you on a full program. But yes. we are we are talking. I know that you were in the chat. And I saw that. Uh, you we were talking about the um, the over exaggeration of the 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 media uh, when concerning these uh, the heat coming out of the Series X. Now, obviously, that was poo pooed uh, by Aaron Greenberg and, and many of the uh, mainstream media. As a matter of and, fact, and young, almost yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much everybody. But you know, this this one is interesting though, guys. Uh, young Ye, uh, and if you don't know who he is, he has a YouTube channel and he has. Let's say well over a million uh, subs. Uh, the guy is—I'm uh, a big fan of his work. Uh, he does not know who I am, uh, but I know who he is, and I watch his stuff all the time. And we know Young Ye is being more of a Sony dude. And the minute he heard this, not only did he do a video which I watched, but he posted on Twitter, and this is what he had to say. He says, "Many are asking about the rumors that the Xbox Series X is prone to overheating. In my experience so far, no issues there." You're, you obviously feel some hot air if you put your hand in front of the vent and some parts of the console will feel warmer, but nothing extreme or out of the norm. And again, this was this is this is not, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Boomstick saying this with six thousand and six hundred subs. This is someone that is pr a prominent person in the content creation community that has over a million subs and will probably be crossing the two million subs very soon. Uh, and he's coming out, and even though he is a Sony dude for the most part, defending Microsoft again, this this is what uh, this is what upsets me about the gaming media as a whole. I understand, like the Daily News, like the New York Post, and like the New York Times, we have to do they have to do stories that are going to sell what papers, right? They want people to buy the papers when they're going to get their coffee. 
And in order to do that, they have to flash, you know, news on, on, on the front page to get you to buy said paper. What annoys me about the, the, the gaming media is that they go out of their way specifically to go up against Xbox and at every corner to try and discredit the company, even when it is riding as high as the clouds. It, it is a little bit frustrating as an Xbox fan to see this, but more so as a content creator that you see these so-called quote-unquote professional sites going with a rhetoric that is clearly never done in Sony's, in, 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 in Sony's camp. I mean, perfect example of what I'm talking about. I really don't want to go down this path, but I figured, well, what the heck? We might as well, you know, at least address it. We have heard nothing about the PlayStation 5, right? Outside of the breakdown, we haven't heard nothing. We still haven't seen the UI. We don't have an official launch list. Heck, we don't even know who has the console. But no one in the media is challenging that. No one is asking the questions. But the minute this heating issue came up, it was these big sites, these supposed professional sites going at it to discredit uh, Microsoft again. So I'll go to Everborn first on this. So when you, when, you, when you saw this, Everborn, what were your thoughts, dude? He, he, well, so the thing is, I've seen this movie before, right? And, and I, I'll, <laughs> tell you, I'll tell you how it happens. But, you know, before I tell you the synopsis of this movie plot twist the ps5 it's coming out that it may run a couple of degrees hotter than the xbox but this is how it always happens some news comes out that people can portray in a way that is negative towards the box that's cool to hate and then Everyone will run with it. The con concern trolls will come. People will look at the uh, the mentions and the hashtags and the memes on the different social social media platforms. Then the the media websites will get a hold of it and say, "This is hot now. Uh, let's run a story with a salacious title." And by the way, just so everyone knows, anytime you see a title with a question mark in it. For for uh, any of these media outlets, the answer is usually no. Uh, for example, <laughs> does the Xbox Series S? Can you heat your house with the Xbox Series S? No. Is the <laughs> Xbox overheating? No. So th this is the thing. Uh, they'll they'll watch social media mentions. They'll create an article around it with uh, an SEO optim optimized. Um, title and SEO is just search engine optimi optimization. Search engine Op optimization. Right. And they will then run that headline. We'll get mad at it. We'll share it, trying to debunk it. Everyone will talk about it until we find out, guess what? The competition is doing the same thing. We, How many times have we seen uh, Xbox bad, PS5 good, right? So- mm -hmm. Xbox is going to support uh, the current generation for one to two years. That's the worst thing in the world. They're holding gaming back. Oh, wait, PlayStation is doing it for three to four years. We're not talking about that anymore. Um, Xbox is, is um, having production issues. Oh, wait, it might be PlayStation that's having production issues. Uh, we're not talking about that anymore. Uh, last week, it was heating. Yesterday, for some reason, it was Dirt 5. Uh, and people are using uh, a, a, a multi-plat game as some indicator of of why the uh, Xbox Series X hype is overblown. 
Meanwhile, they haven't seen it running on the PS5. Doesn't matter, right? Because when you do see it on the PS5, we'll be talking about some new slanderous thing. So you can't pay attention to it and you can't, uh, I, I try not to engage. Sometimes I have to fight myself. I'm not always <laughs> like the best on it, but it, it, it really, really you, just everybody. I say to everybody, I made a, a long like rant the other day on Twitter and I said, look, you, if these guys don't get it right, if they don't see what you see or what we see, you don't have to explain it to them. They're not going to get it. And a lot of the times they're secretly playing uh, Xbox while talking about it because it'll get them more mentions. So I like to focus on the things that I like and you'll never see me just going out of my way to bash something I don't like because it's not worth my time. Why bring that negativity into your life? I don't know. I, I agree. I, I, I agree. Uh, some, sometimes, like I said, I try not to get myself involved in the rhetoric. I, I really do. But, you know, I, I, again, being being a, a community member that has a bit of a small voice, I, I thought it was worthy of a conversation simply because I, we, we saw people like Randall Thor and, and Dealer Gaming touch on this. Uh, and, I, and I thought it would be worthy of a conversation. Zemi, for you personally, are, are you are, are you even more disappointed with the media, especially when you look at what happened yesterday? Perfect example. I, I didn't bring it up so much today, um, but we can talk about it. Uh, is, is the Dirt Five scenario? Uh, I, I know that uh, you know Ryan McCaffrey uh, had some choice words, uh, which I'm not going to get into it uh, with, with what Ryan had to say. That's his opinion. Um, and uh, the upload video was confirmed to be running at uh, 30 FPS, uh, 1080p. Uh, so obviously it was, I don't know whether that was on purpose or that's only the equipment that they have at the uh, million dollar place like IGN, which is, you know, a little bit shocking when you have 10 million subscribers, uh, you are a multi-million dollar uh, conglomerate uh, corporation within gaming for you not to have the proper equipment seems a little uh, auspicious to say that, to, to say the least. Um, but um, you are, are, are you even, I mean, like, do, are you surprised by some of the rhetoric? No, no, I mean, absolutely not. Um, I, I mean, you know, kind of like, uh, I, I'm, I'm so sorry, like your name's not on screen, so I have no idea. Everborn. 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 Yeah. Like Everborn was, you know, relating to, um, you know, these companies, they're companies and these companies, they want to make money and how you make money, you get clicks. So people see the advertisements on your website. How does that happen? Well, you need to have a catchy title to bring people over to your site. And so, you know, a lot of these articles that these individuals are writing, you know, they probably don't believe the BS they're putting down on page, but that BS that they're putting down on page is getting them money. Right. And, and, and that's really what the world, you know, revolves around. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm not surprised in, in, in the least bit. I mean, does it, you know, bother me inaccurate, you know, journalism? No, absolutely it does. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, it's still a business. They're still going to do whatever is going to get them the most clicks so they, they so that they can make the most money. Um, you know, and, and that's not going to stop until people stop clicking on 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 those web pages. Right. So, you know, I, I really, truly don't believe that the issue here is necessarily these journalists going out and writing articles that um, that, you know, put the Xbox in, 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 you know, in the in the wrong light. I think the issue is that, you know, that is what our society wants. 
that's what overwhelmingly people want to read. If it wasn't what people wanted to read, then they wouldn't be going and making those articles. But unfortunately, that's what people actually want to read. Uh, that is what's catchy. That is what uh, is going to make them the, the, the most money, or at least that is what they believe is going to make them the most money. So that's the type of articles that they're going to write. Um, you know, I'm, I'm firmly against it. And, and I've said, you know, on this podcast and in many podcasts uh, multiple times that if you want good, accurate news, find a site, find a YouTuber, find somebody. And it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be, you know, anyone that I know. Just find someone that you trust and, and, and look at their track record and look at, you know, the news that they're putting out and, and how accurate it is and, 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 and just change your sources of news um, if that's what you want. If you want accurate information, that's what you need to do. And if enough people did that, then we would stop seeing, you know, these types of articles that, you know, um, mislead uh, potential consumers uh, going into this new generation because it won't then be what people want to actually read. Hey Zemi, can I can I just add one thing on your yeah, point? Ahead. And 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 I, I agree, but I, I just say we have to be careful not to put silos around ourselves in, in sort of creating bubbles with with groups that only agree that that we agree with, right? Because then we'll find an answer to something before we actually uh, you know can look at opposing views. So I think what I try to do is I listen to things from multiple sources, you know, whether they're slanted in either direction and then sort of grok the Venn diagram of what, you know, what's real uh, from that, right? So if I, if I only listen to, let's say, pro Xbox guys, and, you know, then I may, there may be a cloud where I don't see that there's, like an issue. And I, and I say this from experience, because I remember in 2013, I was coming high off of the 360 generation. And Don Don was out there talking about TV, TV, TV. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, this is Xbox and I like TV, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was so <laughs> into it and didn't real, it didn't hit me till maybe like a year into the generation, like, or, or, what the hell's going on here? Right. Sure. So you, you do have to, I think anyway, I try to broaden my horizons, but, 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 but definitely you, you always want to cross check sources and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But, but unfortunately a lot of the people that are probably going and reading these articles, they're not going to, they're not looking for five different articles. They're looking for one to get all the information that they need. So, so for you and, and me as content creators who make these videos, you know, that's what we do. And we try to look for bias and, 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 and we try to figure out what is actually happening um, but for a lot of people who, who, you know, might just be, you know, uh, a casual gamer who's just watching a YouTube video, he's just going to watch that one YouTube video and believe that it's real. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, for, for, you know, the, the majority of the people who consume this types of, you know, these types of content, you know, they, they, you know, I'm not going to say that they don't have the luxury of time, but they just don't want to spend their time scouring the internet to try to find the truth. Right. That makes sense. Look, I'll, I'll say this. Um, it, is, it is disappointing that this is still a thing. 
And I am, I'm in the belief, and I, obviously, I'm not, I'm not trying to even in, insinuate that uh, the media is being paid off by Sony. I, I think that would be a preposterous kind of a, a assumption to make uh, when you look at the grand scheme of things. Um, but I am going to say that a place like IGN that obviously and purposefully uh, uh, boasts more Sony than Xbox, even though they have their own Xbox show, it, it is obviously uh, blatantly apparent. Actually, we we have someone joining the uh, joining us. It's Kirby Louise. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? I, I'm feeling good. Thanks so much for popping in here, brother. Uh, obviously, this was a last minute. You're on here with Everborn and Zemi Games, and of course myself. Uh, and we're we're talking about the the the, the media rhetoric that uh, went to town last week regarding the overheating issues. And you know, I, I kind of wanted to bring you into the conversation on that because Zemi and I were having a conversation about the memory card. Uh, that came out of the console when pulled out by the folks at Giant Beastcast, and uh, he he made uh you know he made the motion that oh my god it's so hot, and of course he reclarified that afterwards that when he got a tremendous amount of flack from it that it really wasn't that hot. He just was he was surprised at how warm it was. Um, it, it, is this something that is is surprising to you as a developer to, that if you pulled out a hot piece of metal from inside of your PC or your Xbox Series X, that it would be warm to the touch? Not, not at all. Like um, when I was copying a bunch of data over uh, to and from my Switch's micro SD card using uh, like the USB adapter you, you can get for them, and uh, once that was finished, and I pulled it out, and I, I pulled the micro SD out, it was hot to the touch. I mean, it wasn't going to like burn you or anything. And even if it was, you'd have plenty of time to realize it's hot and set it down. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I mean, that's just the nature of flash that, you know, it gets hot when you do a lot of fast. Uh, Computing. To it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. All right. Well, I'm just I just out of curiosity, though, uh, were were you privy to the story that was being run about the the console potentially overheating because uh, heat was coming out where it's supposed to uh, last week? Yes, I I did see that, and I I mean, this is like basic high school physics stuff that you know, <laughs> um, if it's ex if it's expelling heat, that means that. It's, you know, it's, it's not staying inside the console. And ultimately, all that matters is, one, that the silicon does not overheat, and two, the console is not noisy. As long as those two conditions are filled, I really don't, you know, care how hot or cold the box is. Right. Well, I mean, obviously that that's a that that's a good point. Obviously, it, it, the heat is uh, the the heat is coming out through uh, like a smokestack, so to speak. Uh, it's coming out at the top. Uh, the fan is dissipating the heat. You do not want the heat staying around your parts. Obviously, that's when you're going to have malfunctions in your console. And the fact that the heat is coming out uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, and uh, again, I, I just was a little a little disappointed with the way people ran with it. Um, but you know what? I, I, what I want to do is I, I kind of want to move this on to Zemi. Oh, Zemi, this is. Can I say one thing? One more thing? I forgot almost. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. absolutely. So, just so people are aware, the Zen two and Navi microarchitectures are rated for unthrottled use up to ninety five degrees Celsius, 
and only it, it and I believe thermal shutdown is over a hundred degrees Celsius. So wow. like you and, and I'm I've got an uh, an all in one water cooler in my PC and a, a thirty nine hundred X, which is twelve core CPU. So that thing and it's nowhere near 90, 95 degrees, let alone a hundred plus. So it's it's, it's all and nonsense. Yeah, I think uh, Jeff Grubb said on Twitter, like, it's a shame Xbox couldn't solve thermodynamics. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. Yeah, he was being very facetious when he uh, when he said that. Yeah, Jeff Grubb also, that's one of the quotes I actually forgot to mention, that Jeff Grubb did say something funny, but he did later on confirm that, yeah, there's, there's no heating issue. Uh, and obviously, uh, Jeff Grubb has been at the forefront, especially this summer when it comes to Xbox. He's been dropping some major bombs uh, for sure. But uh, what I want to do is, like I said, if it's okay with you guys, I want to talk about the games coming out. Obviously, by the title of the show, we are talking about launch games. Now, look, it's easy to uh, get excited for Dirt 5, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, it's also excited, uh, it, you know, you have Cyberpunk, one of Zemi's most anticipated games mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> but um, you can also throw into the mix any other big, you know, Call of Duty, for instance, uh, is coming out uh, in, uh, in the same month that we're getting the new consoles. So there's a lot to get excited about, but there are some smaller games that are coming out that uh, have not officially been confirmed by Microsoft, but they, they they're they're in the conversation. We've seen many of the websites talk about games potentially releasing at launch or in the launch window. Um, and the four games that I picked to talk about uh, were the, the 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 they're smaller titles, but I think that just because it doesn't have a, a three A's next to it doesn't make it any less relevant than something with said three A's. And the first game I want to talk about is one that Zemi has been foaming at the mouth since he saw it and that's 12 minutes now obviously this is one of those promising indie titles from microsoft that they highlighted at e3 2019 uh during that press briefing and um obviously it is a game that you're going to play for 12 minutes and you have to solve the the game within that 12 minutes or the game resets and you start a new epic uh, story. It it looks like it's going to be an ongoing time loop kind of a thing. But what's more impressive is the voice cast that they were able to get for this folks. They, they have James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley and William Defoe for this game. And this is a small indie title being made by a very small team um, Zemi, what, what, what are your anticipations for this? And is if this happens to be a launch title, is it the first game you play on your Series X? If it's a launch title, it is for sure definitely going to be the, the first game I play. Uh, the second game I play is probably going to be Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but because Assassin's Creed Valhalla is definitely going to be a larger game to download than 12 minutes, uh, 12 minutes is for sure going to be the, the first game I play. And I remember seeing this at E3 2019, and uh, we I think we did a post-show. And during that post-show, I actually specifically said that 12 minutes was 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 my game of the show. Like I I am more I was more excited to play 12 minutes than any of the other games that was shown during E3 2019. And um <clears throat> At least during the, you know, during the Xbox briefing. Um, but, but yeah, 12 minutes has me super, super excited, man. I, I, I absolutely love 
you know, the the groundhog, uh, you know, kind of day um, scenario that the developers are putting into the game, you know, letting you um, have multiple choices of, of different things that you want to do during the game. And then you have to face, you know, those those consequences and then try again for different outcomes. I, I absolutely love that idea. The voice actors. I mean, it's just a powerhouse cast of voice actors for this game. I mean, William Defoe alone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, this, the setting for the game being in that, you know, small kind of tight apartment, you know, sometimes it's raining outside, just kind of, you know, gives that little eerie, uh, atmosphere. I, I really, really like that. Uh, and, and, and the graphics, I think the graphics are amazing for, for what this game is trying to do. Yes, um, you know, it's not, you know, Last of Us, you know, or, you know, melt your eyes out of your sockets kind of amazing graphics, but it, it does look very, very uh, pretty. And I and I really like the art style uh, that they're going for. Um, I really hope that this game does come out, um, you know, at the release of uh, the Series X, because uh, I think that that would be a great game to sink a couple of hours in while I'm waiting for uh, Valhalla to uh, to complete. Um, but yeah, man, I, I am just really, really excited for this game I, out of all the games that we're about to talk about here in this section, uh, 12 minutes for sure is, is the, is, is my most anticipated title. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and uh, real quick, before I bring up Everborn and we talk about uh, 12 minutes for a second, I just want to catch up with some of the Super Chats. We have quite a few of them. First of all, the Living Flame was the first one to drop one for $2. Thank you so much for your generous donation. But also, more importantly, Living Flame, thanks for hanging out. He says, I'm actually just deleted my Twitter last night. Boom. Yeah, see, that I've heard more that I've heard that more this year. Than uh, and in any years prior, because people I think are just getting fed up with the hate rhetoric that unfortunately it runs rampant on social media. Uh, Asante, a very good and generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding five dollar super chat. Says, "Boom, you're exactly right. Look back at Microsoft versus Apple in the '90s and early 2000s. Now it's Sony versus uh, 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 the Microsoft versus Sony. Loving Microsoft products comes built." in with the hate from everyone that's pretty interesting that you say that um we've seen that we're definitely seeing that with the xbox for sure it brand with windows phone they pushed it out of the market yeah they a did a lot of it because of just people didn't like microsoft at the time yeah and, and that's very unfortunate because i didn't have a windows phone but i heard it was amazing well ahead of its time and like many things that they do got booed and unfortunately and then uh, apple and google adopted half yes. the things. yeah they, they they did it right after and of course look what look what they're doing with their phones <laughs> uh we have brando fox Drops a very generous $2 super chat. Says, wait, Twitter isn't a porn site? LOL. <laughs> we have effing nuisance, a good friend of the show. Drops an outstanding $5 super chat. Says, Twitter is nothing more than a cesspit of bad opinions and negativity. Glad I left this year. See, look, another person that left it. Um, Simon Brandy drops a very generous $2 super chat. Says, he didn't burn his hand at all. Watch the video. Yes, I, I um, yeah, I, I've seen the video multiple times. He, and he didn't actually burn his hand, but he did make a reference of it, uh, which is uh, again, you know, whatever. It, it, it's his opinion. Uh, Xbox Master Race drops a very generous two dollar super chat. Says Review Tech USA said PS Five ran hotter than the Series X. Yeah, I got to watch that video from Rich. Uh, I like Rich Review Tech. Um, and we have Brando Fox drops another two dollar super chat. Says when I see Fable gameplay. 
uh, uh, F everything else. Indeed. I think you're not the only one that says that. And we have Reggie Mobile 9, a very good friend of the show, dropped a very generous $5 super chat. says, just salute to you, Boom, and Panel. Well, thanks, dude. Super appreciate that. Uh, and, of course, I appreciate you kind of just hanging out with us. Definitely appreciate it. As we close in on over 600 people here already this is pretty this is pretty epic for a bonus show we didn't expect to we uh, you know get a huge turnout and so far so good uh but uh, uh everborn 12 minutes looks like a game that is one of those indie games that come along that generates a tale of of of, of loves and likes from not only the gaming media but of course the gamers uh do, are you familiar with 12 minutes and and are you interested in playing it I am very familiar with it, and it is not just, um, you know, uh, uh, an indie. It is an indie title, so to speak. But this is Annapurna Games. So uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Annapurna Pictures. They did movies like Vice, Zero Dark Thirty, Side Effects, Her, Foxcatcher. These are Oscar, um, Detroit, um, The Bad Batch. Um, the master lawless wow it goes on and on so th these are the same people that make oscar caliber movies so if you told me there was a movie with this cast and this premise i would be in well not today i wouldn't be in theaters but i would be streaming it uh <laughs> yes, day one <laughs> so i'm i'm super excited about it and i think that this again highlights um the diversity in the games that you get in the Xbox platform. And again, um, you know, other, other platforms sort of pick one thing that they do really well and they kind of stick to that. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's not just Sony, like Nintendo does the same thing in a different way. Uh, but, you know, in with Xbox, you'll see a game like this and then you'll, you know, you'll you'll see them, you know, add Doom or Fable or Halo to the lineup. So to me, I'm, I'm super excited about this. And, and actually, one, because I think it's going to be a short playthrough and I'm really going to enjoy the story. I get more excited for th for things that are different. Uh, as opposed to things that are just better versions of the things I'm used to, if that makes any sense. So I I, I, I'm actually probably more excited for this, even though I'm not going to put as much time as into it as some of the other bigger titles. But I think I'm more excited for this than some of the other games because I really want to see uh, what that's about. And the, and, and the premise is 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 killer. And again, no shade to to uh Nintendo or Sony, but there is something to be said for the diversity of games that you get in the Xbox ecosystem. So again, I keep saying this on Twitter, the next person that says Xbox don't got no games, they're getting slapped. I'm just <laughs> I'm I I don't want to I just you've been warned. Don't Okay, that's it. <laughs> I don't want to make any more threats. No, no. It, it, I mean, obviously, that that that's a that's a rhetoric that is uh, has officially gone away when you talk about twenty three game studios and uh, the uh, indie the indies that are flocking towards the uh, the Xbox brand. And we we have a couple other ones that we're going to be talking about momentarily. But uh, Kirby Louise, you know, I, I'm glad you happen to be here because when you talk about indie. You yourself are, are, are a small developer, and uh, you understand what the trials and tribulations comes with being uh, someone has to self-fund your stuff. 
And a lot of these developers that come to the Xbox brand to put out these smaller titles um, are usually uh, sometimes even done by one person. Like, for instance, Tunic, we're going to talk about next. That's being developed by one dude. Um, and that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. But getting back to 12 minutes, the developer's description uh, says each time you play a loop, you're going to learn more about the situation that you're in. And you use your interpretation of those events to decide what to do. Uh, and uh, the game never gives you any objectives or tells you what to do next. It is up for you to discover. That is super interesting. And one uh, uh, one of the titles I think is going to, once it releases, uh, besides the star power behind it, I just think that the premise of the game is going to raise many eyebrows. Are, is 12 Minutes a game you are looking forward to? Um, it's definitely been on my radar. Like when I first saw it, the first thing I thought of, and I don't know if anyone kind of is aware of what I'm about to mention is, uh, those old school, uh, a couple of old school games on like armor games or addicting games and flash called like escape the, or escape the elevator or escape the bathroom or something. And they were basically time limited, uh, point and click, um, like escape games where mm. you had to, you know, solve puzzles within the time limit to, to try and free yourself from whatever small space you're trapped in. And just, that was kind of the first thing that can, I love those games. Uh, I do too. And, and um, when I saw the trailer for 12 minutes at E3, that was the first thing that came to mind. And uh, I was, you know, like, Oh, I'll definitely keep an eye on that one. I hope it comes to game pass, you know, Oh, yeah, I believe it is coming to Game Pass. There's no doubt about oh, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be coming to Game Pass. That's part of their, of their, uh, you know, their... their yeah, their, I, I think Xbox has actually already said that it is coming to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's, yeah, being, I, it's, it's being published by Microsoft. If it you might publish be. under ID at Xbox, the ID then, at Xbox. You are, yeah, then you are Game Pass day one. So that that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah, and I'm it, actually... Uh, uh, sorry, boom. That's okay. I, no, good. No, no I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the Everborn game in there, man. Oh, uh, my Kirby, God, I might have to, I might have to uh, <laughs> slide in your DMs. You might have to give me some advice there. I've been working on this platformer for like four years now. Wow. Uh, yeah, one I'm not man even show. one year into my work. Well, th to be fair, though, it's kind of on and off uh, for the game because I'm writing the comics uh, in mm. between working on the game. But um, yeah, well, we'll talk later. <laughs> okay. But right, I, I, I do appreciate the 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 whole one man show in these indie games, and that 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 might be even more why why I'm why I'm looking forward to some of the smaller titles, especially like uh Tunic, because like that's one guy, and I look at that and and uh, I am in in awe a little bit of it. It looks so it looks so floaty and beautiful. But uh, sorry. Boom, no, do the introduction for Tunic. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, in fact, you know what? I'm going to go right to you. Uh, being that you're, you're already in, in, into talking about Tunic. Now, listen, obviously, it's an isometric adventure game. If, you, if, you're not, if you're not familiar with this, the game has been in development for quite some time. It has had some delays, but like Everborn was saying, it is being made by one dude. And it puts players in the shoes of a tiny fox in a big world. And according to the description, players will be sent on quest, exploring ancient ruins, fighting monsters, and uncovering mysterious secrets. It's got some obvious Legend of Zelda vibes going for it. And even with the uh, even th that sword pose that that uh, that he does with the green tunic, just screams 
uh, classic Legend of Zelda. And the trailer hints that the sword willing uh, sword being wielded was located in the woods. Very reminiscent of, of course, Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild, where you had to find the master sword in that uh, in, in that uh, long and very difficult to navigate maze in, of course, the launch title for the Nintendo Switch. And uh, if you don't know, the uh, developer, again, like I said, is one guy. Uh, he is from, uh, it's being developed in, in Canada under the, uh, the developer's name is Andrew Soldice. And it's being published by Finji Entertainment. Um, and uh, I, I mean, again, it's, it's, Everborn, it's it's safe to assume that the the creator was a fan of Zelda. There's no doubt about it. Uh, for you, are you as excited for this smaller game that a lot of people don't know about? Then, uh, and maybe more people should know about. Are are you amped to play this potentially at the launch of the Series X? All right, let me let me tell you something about me. I am an unapologetic uh, Zelda stan. My my game. <laughs> of the generation is Breath of the Wild. And my favorite game of 2020, it came out in 2019, but I didn't play it until 2020, so I stick with this, is the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening uh, remake oh, dude, that came so out on the good. Switch. Yes. So to me, that's the best game I've, I've played this whole year. Uh, so when I look at Tunic and I was following the, the videos of the, the guy that makes Tunic for years because it's, it's made in unity. That's also what I work in. And he has been putting out like these tutorial videos for, for multiple years, just on things that he's learned in making this. And when I saw that he got the, this attention, from from Xbox and to be you know published and now it's going to be in Game Pass I think it's just like bravo to that guy cuz like he is further down the path in the journey that I'm also trying to go on but just as a Zelda style game in general I don't think that we get enough of those and and it, you I agree. can't you can't look at this game and not just like get the feels yes right like great points yeah everything everything moves like the way that the fox like hops around when he walks everything about it and then the the sort of at least the what they say you know the sense of uh exploration that you're gonna get the secrets and puzzles you have to figure out i'm tired of shooting people is what i'm saying like i just want to go on an adventure with a sword, not a hack and slash, but you got to figure out a puzzle. You got to upgrade your weapons. You got to find new things that'll help you get further into the game. I love that. That is what gaming is is about to me anyway. And it, it's really, I, I am a grown ass 38 year old man and I love that. And I feel like uh, my kids would also love it. So when you make something that sort of speaks to everyone like that, like that's, that's the goods, man. I'm, 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 I'm all the way here for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, Zemi. You know, one of the things that I love about ID at Xbox, especially with games like Tunic, especially games like Twelve Minutes, mm -hmm. is it gives me the feeling of if you, re if anyone remembers the uh, Xbox 360 program, Summer of Arcade, uh, and this particular developer being one man team doing this reminds me of a specific game from 2012, which out of the entire run 
of Summer of Arcade, and there were quite a bit of amazing games. If you, if anyone remembers it, Dust, an Elysian Tale, was absolutely one of the best games that no one has ever played. It is a, a Metrovania type of game, uh, and it, it was a side-scrolling, it was hand-drawn, it was absolutely gorgeous, and it was made by one dude. Uh, and that's what I, and when I, when I see stuff like um, Tunic coming out, uh, one of these games that a lot of people are not talking about, that we're talking about initially, but obviously through some delays, people have forgotten about. I really do hope that this is one of the launch titles for the Series X. And I believe that a lot of the titles we're going to talk about today are going to be hitting at launch because Microsoft could have potentially held some of these smaller, potentially AAA indie titles back for this launch. Are you one of the excited uh, fans like me and Everborn for Tunic? Ooh, this is where I'm going to get a lot of booze. Um, you know, I I like Tunic. I think it looks good. That fox is freaking adorable and so cute. Um, but to me, to me personally, it does not appeal to me enough uh, where I already have so many games in my backlog and so many games are going to be coming out. And, you know, like the whole, you know, idea of Xbox having no games, right? Like that, that has completely been replaced with the new saying that Xbox has too many games. <laughs> and, you know, to me, this is just uh, a casualty of, uh, of that reality that I, you know, I wouldn't mind giving it a try jumping into it and 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 because the game does look beautiful and the game uh and it's amazing that one person was able to create this but you know i still only have 24 hours in a day <laughs> and uh you know there's just other games that appeal to me uh more than this one does and you know assassin's creed valhalla is probably going to be releasing around the time of this is you know and then cyberpunk and that's going to be uh, a massive uh, undertaking in of itself so I just don't think I'm going to have enough time to actually really get into this game and play it. Uh, it quite possibly might go into my backlog. This might be something I play, you know, a year or two uh, later or possibly in like the summer of uh, of 21, whenever maybe, uh, you know, just kind of like the gate, like the games just kind of dry out on like uh, releases as they typically do. But uh, uh, yeah, this is, you know, it's just not going to be a game I'm going to be playing at launch. Okay, I mean, listen, it is a smaller game, and, and you're right. There, there are a, a, a ridiculous amount of games coming out at launch for the uh, Xbox One S and X. And uh, for me personally, I, I'm really digging some of the smaller titles to jump mm -hmm. into first. Because uh, I know what I'm going to get with Assassin's Creed. I know what I'm going to get with Call of Duty. I don't really know what I'm going to get with Cyberpunk. That's a new IP. We have an idea what we're going to get. That game is going to be one that takes your mm -hmm. life over. Uh, and you may not be playing anything for months on end. So I, I definitely mm -hmm. want to get into some of the smaller games. Kirby Louise, I want to go to you next on this. Obviously, again, uh, like 12 minutes uh, being developed uh, uh, through ID at Xbox. And that's uh, one guy that's doing it for you. Is Tunic a game you are looking forward to? Well, yes. I mean, it's in my name. I'm a, I'm a huge Nintendo fan. Um and I uh, I loved Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, just the the physics and the shenanigans you could do in that game were amazing. I love 2D Zelda, be it the uh, original you know NES games, the Super Nintendo sequel, or the remake that came out this year on Switch. I 
just think that the Zelda type games have like that kind of their own special appeal. It's it's hard to describe, but it, it makes you I guess it makes you feel like a hero and that's enjoyable for me. So I am looking definitely looking forward to Tunic. Yeah, no, I've, absolutely, and I agree. I, I, th- I think it's going to be a, a game that uh, once it's released and once people get their hands on it and we see that it does have a tremendous amount of calls to Zelda, uh, people are really going to gravitate toward this game. And I, I would love to see this game succeed just based on the story uh, behind how it was made, who made it, uh, the trials and tribulations of getting it made, and now finally it comes out and uh, it would be pretty epic for it to be a part of something as big as a launch, a console launch game. And I'm, and I'm hoping that does come into fruition, but one of the game that I want to talk about uh, that I think everyone is excited to play. And one that is confirmed to be launching with the Xbox series X and S uh, is of course uh, the game by neon giant uh, and, and published by uh, curb digital called the ascent. Uh, now, if you don't know what The Ascent is, it is basically takes place in the cyberpunk world. And between Cyberpunk 2077, Cloudpunk, and Ghost Runner, 2020 is set to be a rather cyberpunk-heavy year. And Microsoft has added this to the list of games um, that are going to be launching right alongside their new hardware. And if you don't know the game, uh, this game screams multiplayer goodness. It is a four-player uh, co-op um, uh, game that's built to look and play just like Diablo 3, but in a cyberpunk era. Uh, and for me, based on the videos that we've seen through IGN, through their first plays, and of course what was shown off at the May event, uh, I am all in on this game. This game looks fantastic. Again, being made by a small team, but it looks like it's going to be and it's going to it's going to retain an incredible story but more importantly the most important thing for Xbox gamers is being able to play with your friends the fact that you can play four player co-op is unbelievable and it looks like it's going to be an epic journey from start to finish now Zemi you obviously are excited for Cyberpunk 2077 i would even say that you might be excited for Ghost Runner which is based in the universe of cyberpunk which also looks pretty dope but this game over here again a smaller game that a lot of people aren't talking about are you excited to play the ascent when it releases in just a couple of weeks yeah so this actually kind of goes into the same uh idea of tunic in the sense that you know i actually am more excited to play the ascent than uh than i am tunic and so you know that kind of raises up the possibility of me playing it you know more on launch than anything else um but 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 even still you know i like there's there's just other games man like there's there's other games that i would probably rather play um, however, the one thing that this game does uh, do that I think is is, is amazing and, and really, really makes me want to play it is that it is co-op, right? So I'll be able to play this with with, you know, more than just myself, right. um, which is which is historically how I prefer to play games like Diablo and stuff like that, which I'm not a huge fan of games like Diablo. But what I from what I have seen of the ascent, like this game does look like it's doing a lot of things different uh, from you know from how Diablo did it, and it kind of looks like it's pushing that sort of genre a little bit more forward. Um, and and historically, I've always liked playing those Diablo style games with actual people. 
Um, so for that reason, I, I will definitely, uh, you know, have to give it a try. I don't know if it will be on launch. You know, like I said, I mean, so many other games, um, you know, 12 minutes is a possibility. Call of the Sea, of course, is a possibility. Um, and, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk and all these amazing games are going to be coming out. So I, I don't really know if I'm going to be able to jump in there. But the graphics for it being a, you know, smaller indie game look absolutely incredible. Uh, the story looks really, really interesting and, 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 and fantastic. And I, I, you know, I definitely want to give it a go. I just don't know when I'll be able to give it a go. All right. I mean, that makes that makes that makes perfect sense. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot to play. Me, I'm going to try everything, even if it's only for ten to fifteen minutes. I I want to experience everything on launch day. These two particular small, well, these three titles that we've talked about so far are uh, ones that are at the top of my personal list. Like I said, I know what I'm going to get with Dirt. I know what I'm going to get with Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, even Cyberpunk, which is a week later. But at launch. Uh, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to jump in Assassin's Creed. I want to see what that looks like. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and, and Dirt 5 and, and uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon and a few others that are going to be there. That's awesome. But for me, I, I'm really interested to see what these smaller titles are going to look like and play like. And I'm definitely going to be, I'm, again, my, my go-to game. Uh, uh, from Bloober Team was the medium. That was going to be what I, I powered up my system to play first. Unfortunately, that has been confirmed to be coming out on December 10th. Now, they did originally say holiday. They didn't specifically say launch game, which was what I equated it with. I was wrong for that. Um, but that's It'll a game. It's in the that, launch window, though. No, it, it, it is. It is absolutely within the launch window. As a matter of fact, it is a, literally a month to the day later. In December, uh, the fact that we're getting new content in December outside of the holidays is just fantastic. So I'm going to be looking forward to playing that. Everborn, I want to go to you on next for this particular game, The Ascent. Now, this is a game that shocked a lot of people uh, for a lot of reasons because, quite frankly, I mean, if you if you are a gamer, may, maybe Diablo is not something you've played, but you've heard of it, and this has many many traits of that loot grinding uh hack and slash or now shooting uh, uh within the cyberpunk universe and it seems like it's going to be an epic romp again a smaller game coming out as a launch title i think has some ser serious relevance to it because microsoft felt that it was good enough and special enough to launch alongside their console is the game the ascent something you're going to be looking forward to play okay so a couple of things on the ascent firstly um, I think I am the opposite of Zemi here. Like, so in the same way, he's interested in Tunic, uh, but less so than uh, The Ascent. For me, it's mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. But okay. I do find The Ascent fascinating, right? In that it's a really fully fleshed out, very detailed game. Um, right after the May event, which Xbox got poo-pooed for, even though like they actually showed a lot of really good games, yep. um, IGN did a whole expose on this game, and it's a really fully fleshed out, and the graphics are actually amazing in yeah, this game, and are. I think it's running like at, at, at 4K60 or something like that. To me... All I needed for this game is put the camera, move the camera and put it over the shoulder and then and then I'm good, right? But that sort of 
uh, it's an isometric game in a in a in a in a different way. It's the 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 camera angle for me for a looter shooter bugs me. But if you put the camera on, under the shoulder, I think you're looking at something on the tier of Godfall. Like real when you think about it, like if you and, and it seems like I'm, that's hyperbole, but actually go and look at some of the 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 longer videos on this game. This game's actually was one of the first um, sort of. Uh, third-party exclusives that were announced for the Xbox. So there's a lot of video out there on it. Uh, it, it, it is really uh, interesting, just not um, my type of game. Now, um, speaking of, 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 I know that you had brought up uh, the medium. Um, look, the, the way I see it is if we can consider Ratchet & Clank a launch, a launch window game, we can consider... Um, we yes. can consider the medium, a, 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 you know, a launch game or whatever it is. Uh, and then there's this whole rumor, which I do not know uh, is that's true, that the medium is going to come to, I don't know if you have this plan to talk about, that the medium may come to Xbox One as well. Have um, you heard that? I, yeah, you know what? I actually did not hear it, but I, I can, can I can say that when I was when we had did a story about the medium going back a couple of uh, shows ago, the producer of uh, of of said that it could not be done. The That's dual, the, yeah, the dual worlds could not be done on the Xbox One X. That they they specifically have built this game based on what they're able to do with the Series X. Yeah, so to me, you know, I'm I have always been all for like, you know, games that warrant being cross-platform, let them be cross-platform. I didn't like it when Sony was artificially saying that everything was going to be um everything was going to just be next gen and then gotcha. Guess what? We were doing the same thing Xbox was doing the whole time. Mm. But um if if a game can be cross-gen it should be cross-gen if the medium is going to be cross-gen i think it's kind of shitty that sorry for cursing uh no I that's quite all right yeah, I, no, I, I agree think, with you it is shitty. i think it's shitty that they, they said like oh this couldn't be done and then gotcha yes it could right like no, we, I, and, I'm, and I'm i called out Tony for it and uh jim dance moves for it so you got to call out bloober team if if that is the case uh, that being said, you know, it's a good thing that more people will be able to play it. Um, but, but, but we were talking about the descent. I think it, I'm fascinated by it, but I'm probably not going to play it. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, again, I say this all the time that every game is for every gamer, uh, especially yeah. if again, and you're more into the fantasy aspect of 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 characters and gaming i mean obviously you created your own universe with everborn uh so that's uh and that seems in line with tunic you know very very similar with tunic right. and, um and, and i'll say this if boom if you're planning on playing all these games you, you better keep both of those expansion cards that you pre-ordered Oh yeah, no, I am. I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I listen. I also have uh, a tremendous amount of hard drive space. I don't mind moving, uh, you know, games back and forth and having to wait a few minutes to do that. Uh, but I definitely, definitely getting two of those cards for sure. But Kirby Louise, let's go to you on and let's talk about the Ascent for a second. Uh, this is obviously heavily based on uh, the cyberpunk universe. Uh, it looks absolutely fantastic. Confirmed to be a launch title. 
uh, for the Series X and S. And, and it just goes to show you that how special this game Microsoft thought to, uh, thought it is because they are highlighting this as one of their major uh, launches, which is pretty, uh, pretty epic. And, of course, it is an exclusive for the Xbox Series X and S console. Are you excited to play this, or is this something that you may uh, get into down the line? I am both excited to play this as a gamer and as a developer, and I'll explain why here. One, the gameplay just, it looks great. Like, uh, uh, those kind of top-down isometric games, I freaking love Minecraft Dungeons. Um, uh, played the heck out of that, triple-dipped, because I loved, I wanted it on my PC, my Xbox, and my Switch. Um, I, and this looks like kind of a new twist on it so i am all for that and then as a developer i remember noticing that uh one of the lesser talked about or shown off features of next gen is the xbox velocity architecture despite the fact there is a lot a lot of potential in that if you uh kind of understand how it works and one of the things i noticed in the trailer was there's this scene where they get on this elevator and it like really quickly moves them up to a, it, I don't know, it looks like 50 to 100 feet higher in the world. And I'm wondering if the, if through the Xbox velocity architecture, it's an entirely seamlessly connected, you know, world uh, they, that they can do with the asset streaming. And I want to kind of just be able to see if, if they're doing that, how they're, managing to do that what tricks they're using so it also yeah that's also how it interests me as a developer yeah no i absolutely agree first of all before we get we get him on out of here i want to thank everborn for stopping in for half an hour he's uh, gotta go folks he's uh but everborn you will be definitely joining us again hopefully on primetime gaming in one of the upcoming episodes uh people really enjoyed your uh banter there so uh do me a favor before you get on out of here tell everyone about everborn where they can follow you and where they can check out your content yes sir yes sir yes sir first of all thank you for having me and anytime you are going live let me know i'd be happy to join uh primetime gaming and if i got a minute during the day i will i'm happy to do that too you can uh find me uh at the everborn on all your favorite social media networks uh but you can also if you want to that's just for the uh the franchise if you want to talk to me directly it's steve am johnson that's steve am like the morning time johnson and if you want to see what Everborn is all about, go ahead and check out EverbornSaga.com. We do comics. We do video games. We're working on a pilot animation for uh, a, an anime series. So check it out. Thanks again. Boom. I, I, I love this panel. I love the Xbox community. And let's uh, play some games. Also, the Oculus Quest 2 comes out today. So we're all gamers here. I got mine coming in. I pre-ordered everything. So next gen starts for me today. Uh, and then, and then we'll get the PlayStation and Xbox in a couple weeks there. But, uh, thank you everybody for having me and Kirby. I'm going to slide any DMS. I, I, I want to talk to you about some things. Boom. Thank you again. Anytime, Zemi, brother. Thank you. I disagree yep. with you about the, uh, <laughs> hey, the, the multi-plats, but, but, but <laughs> I, I, I love you anyway. 
Well, thank thanks you, so yeah. much for being here, brother. Super appreciated. And yes, check out Everborn. Check out his work. And let's see if we can get your game onto ID at Xbox. I don't have a lot of connections, but if I can, uh, if you could send me some information, maybe I can use my backdoor channels that I have and maybe get you uh, hooked up with someone at ID at Xbox because uh, it sounds interesting, looks really good. Characters look fantastic. And I'd love to see your story transition into reality like we've seen with Tunic and, uh, you know, Elysian Tale and, and many, many other ID at Xbox games that were put together by sometimes as small as one person on that team. So uh, I'll uh, we'll, we'll talk privately in the DMs, everyone. Thank you so much, brother. Yes, those. Thank you See again. Ya. Thank you, everybody. Kirby, nice to be on with you. Uh, you too. Been following you on Twitter for a while. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. yep. Bye. All right, so what I want to do is I want to just move on to the last uh, game that uh, again these are, we're going to be doing this throughout the uh, the next couple of weeks. We're gonna I'm gonna pick four games that are have been uh, confirmed to either release day of or in that window, and we're gonna be talking about them to give to get uh, you know the community some information and highlight some of these smaller games. There's another particular smaller game that has a very Sea of Thieves look to it called The Call of the Sea. And it, if you don't know, it is a twist on the traditional HP Lovecraft works. And this is coming directly from the developer. Uh, and uh, considering that I, Mrs. Boomstick and I are currently watching and absolutely loving Lovecraft Country on HBO, which is an incredible, um, uh, uh, you know, suspenseful slash horror series. Um, I am even more interested in this game. And obviously the new trailer that dropped uh, premiered uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And of course it is based on HP Lovecraft and it does have a bit of a twist to it. Uh, and this is what the, 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 um, the developer had to say on in regards to the description of the game. It says, as you can see, although our game is heavily influenced by his tales, meaning H.P. Lovecraft, Call of the Sea is a twist on the traditional uh, works of Lovecraft. Uh, and this is uh, the Delgado, one of the designers for the game. He says, we're trying to focus on the surreal and the orient uh, more than the hor the horrific and the grim. So, Zemi, you'll be happy to know that they kind of pulled out the horror so maybe you actually will play this game he says in short call of the sea isn't a descent into madness but a rise to sanity losing your mind makes you see a dreamlike colorful world well wow, this sounds very interesting again a smaller game that many many people in the community aren't talking about has been confirmed from what i understand as a launch game for the Series X, um, Zemi, is this a game that you might be interested in playing, considering that it is very whimsical in its appearance as opposed to being horrific like the medium? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I'm actually very, very, very interested in this game because uh, from everything I've seen, uh, it looks like a walking simulator. And uh, I love walking simulators. Um, it, this game actually really reminds me a heck of a lot of a old uh, like an older walking simulator called dear esther and i absolutely adored that game um and and and, and for that reason um uh I, I i'm i'm very excited for this game um you know like the the voice acting just seems really really good the graphics are are kind of that sea of thieves cartoony uh yes. look but you know i i do like that right um 
So I'm very, very, very interested in playing this game. Once again, I don't know if I'll be able to play it on launch uh, because, you know, if the 12 <laughs> minutes comes out, I'm, I'm probably going to choose 12 minutes above uh, Call of the Sea. However, if 12 minutes so happens to not come out on the 10th, then I very well might be playing Call of the Sea uh, as I'm waiting for uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla to, to download because I think that game's going to be quite beefy uh, you know, for, for like the size of it and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm really, really, uh, excited for this game. It, there, there are some sections that kind of look a little, uh, a little, uh, eerie, a little, uh, spooky. Um, but, uh, but I think I'll be able to handle it. And, uh, and I, I can't wait to get my hands on this one. Yeah. Um, and, and, it, and it looks good. It definitely looks good. Kirby Louise, let, before I get to your brother, I just want to catch up with some of these outstanding super chats that's come in. One that's very interesting. One that validates something that I was called a liar uh, live on the, uh, uh, one of my own shows by a panel uh, not by a panel member, by, by a community member who I don't remember. Even if I remembered his name, I wouldn't call them out because I don't do that. But bounty boom, very generous friend of the show who dropped, by the way, a $100 super chat last night. My God, thank you so much for that. And of course, thank you for your generosity that continues today with a $2 super chat says just got up. Uh, what's what's the word? The word is, brother, you missed an incredible show, but hopefully you'll be able to hit that play button once this show uploads to YouTube. want to thank you for being here. As always, Bounty Boom, we have uh, Bando Fox drops an additional a uh, very generous $2 super chat and says, have you heard anything about Fable? I'm fiending for information. Yeah, you, Zemi, and everyone involved, dude, they have been really keeping that tight to the vest. I can't see us getting anything Fable-related until potentially um, XO20, uh, if there's going to be one, um, and or, of course, E3 2021, which hopefully we will have one next year. Mariano Pampa, another generous friend of the channel, drops a very outstanding $5 super chat and says, and the beauty of the Xbox Series X, when you want to try every game, quick resume. When you, try, when you, try, when you want to try every game, quick resume. I can't wait to try that feature and games that support it. As a matter of fact, that is one of the topics that we're begin we're going to be going into in uh, to deep discussion this upcoming Thursday of how that is going to change the game, pun intended, for the Xbox Series X and S moving forward. And we also have another super chat that came in from Lavier Washington for uh, $5. Thank you so much for being here, Mr. Washington. But more importantly, thank you for your generosity. He says, why doesn't Microsoft acquire a PC exclusive from a developer like, and I think it's Creepy creepy Jar, um, like, uh, and he says, or an SA Green Hell and acquire a newly, hold on a second, let me see if I can read the rest of this, a newly uh, built IP as a launch title. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what they're doing in regards to acquisitions, but a game, a game like that, that's probably a lot smaller would definitely fit well into ID at Xbox. And uh, the last super chat comes in from our very good friend, Kayasante. He drops an additional, very generous $5 super chat. He actually has redeemed good old Mr. Boomstick by this comment. He says, so new salty news. Demon Souls remake is coming to the PlayStation 4. Folks, I called it, I said it, and I was called a liar on my own show by someone in the community. And if you happen to be here, now you can eat the wang because I was right. Um, and I kind of knew that. And again, this just goes up to... 
the lies and deceit Sony continues to usher in to their community with Jim Ryan or Jim Dancing Shoes Ryan or Ryan, uh, Lying Ryan, uh, as some people are calling him, about how generations are important and how if you want to play uh, PlayStation 5 next-gen games, we have a console for you. It's called the $500 PS5. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to know that the the PlayStation 4 community who may not have the money to upgrade to a new console, whether that be the $400 digital one or the $500 disc-based one, which is the one that I'm getting, can play some of these newer games on their already uh, owned so uh, hardware in the PlayStation 4. That is good news for that community. But Kirby Louise... Uh, again, you know, th this is a bit of a smaller title. Call of the Sea is not something that's probably jumping off the page for a lot of people. But because of its beauty, because of the fact that it's going to be heavily inspired by uh, by Lovecraft and the works that he has done, to me anyway, seems extremely interesting and could be one of those indie games that would be in the potential conversation for Game of the Year. Is this something that is on your personal radar? I mean... When I saw it, I was interested. The first thing I thought of was, uh, was like Donkey Kong Country and how the yes, uh, aesthetics looked like, looked like a big lush jungle cartoon kind of thing. Anyways, um, and th then they kind of showed a lot of in-engine stuff, so I don't kind of really know what it's going to be about too much. But I, I mean, I'm I'm willing to try it. Uh, especially because it's coming to Game Pass. And uh, also one more thing, that is an RTX on game. So if you're looking for something to try out ray tracing and you have Game Pass, there's an easy one to, uh, nice, to do. That's good. I, I didn't even know that it was going to support ray tracing. How do you like them apples? Yeah, it, they, uh, it's not on the, what's it called, the page, but they did an interview with Xbox Wire and they said they're supporting 4K60 and DXR ray tracing. Nice. That is that is pretty epic. Well, listen, folks, I want to say this. We had over 600 people here today, and that is a big deal for a small show like the Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, we're going to have an incredible show lined up for you this Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We don't have any guests lined up we just to have our regular panel, but we might see if we can add a guest or two. Uh, obviously, VJ is going to be there as well as uh, Mr. Bad Bit, uh, myself, and of course, Boxer Bear. So uh, we're going to be going into um, one of the big topics is going to be Quick Resume and how that is literally going to change the game for you, especially if you want to be like me on launch day and have, you know, potentially five and six games running where you can easily switch from one to the other. And we've seen some really good work on that uh, in the last couple of weeks with uh, that with all of the mainstream media who has gotten their hands on the console. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing that myself once we get to play, bring these consoles home. So let's get to the outros. And Zemi, I'll start with you first. Obviously, you are the one of the cogs that keeps this show rolling. I want to thank you so much for being here. As always, hopefully everyone in the chat that was here enjoyed the banter that we had going on this bonus episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. Zemi, tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, potentially get a recipe or three, and or check out both of your outstanding YouTube channels. Yeah, absolutely. So I have two YouTube channels. The first one's called Zimmy Games, where I do a bunch of gaming content, such as uh, 
uh, tutorials, uh, gaming news, and reviews. Uh, my second YouTube channel is called Zimmy Eats, where I have been slacking and I continue slacking. But one day I will post more videos on that channel. Uh, and that channel is just food-related uh, cooking recipe videos and food reviews and that type of stuff. You guys can also follow me on Twitter at Zimmy Games. And I say this during every show. Uh, if you heard something uh, during today's show that maybe I said that you would you know, agree with or even something that you disagree with, always feel free to throw me a DM. I love interacting with the community, meeting new people, and just hearing different opinions. Uh, so, so definitely feel free to drop me a follow on Twitter and uh, send me a DM. Uh, and then also, I am now streaming on uh, Twitch. And you guys can follow me over there uh, by searching up Zimmy Games. And I believe, I might be mistaken, but I think me and Mr. Boomstick will be on uh, my Twitch channel tomorrow at yes. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to play more of uh, Man of Madon, which is a game that me and him are both absolutely loving. Yep. I think uh, this playthrough, we're going to try to kill everybody. That's the goal. Kill yeah. we, we, we got the achieve 100-point achievement for keeping everyone alive, which was pretty difficult, uh, to be honest with you. But now I think that it's going to be a lot of fun to try and basically do everything wrong and murder the entire crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. Well, that yeah, looking forward to that tomorrow. And, of course, uh, yeah, check check out Zemi on that Twitch channel. Uh, he does good work there, a lot of uh, game streaming. And, of course, if you are into the horror genre, and it is Halloween, you could probably enjoy that stream. And Kirby Louise, brother, thank you so much for jumping in at the last minute. Love your opinion. Love what you uh, bring to the community in, in regards to your interaction and developer knowledge. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media and tell everyone what you're working on, brother. So you can follow me on social media uh, at on Twitter at Kirby Zero Luis, and I am currently working on two game engines, uh, which are two D and three D, uh, you know, designed or they're more so frameworks uh, and do it yourself than like a full fledged engine with built in physics and and stuff like you'd see in Unity or Unreal, but um. One is is built in the style of old school consoles and how their architectures worked, like the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, and the other is a modern 3D rendering engine. And I am devving for Windows, Xbox, and Switch because I can't get my hands on PlayStation dev kits right now because of the cost. But uh, I, yeah, that's that's about it, I guess. Well, thank you so much for being here, brother, and definitely going to be looking forward. Hopefully, you'll be working with Microsoft sooner than later, and we get to, uh, get to use your engine in the wild. Uh, anyway, I want to thank everybody for being here, uh, taking the time to check out this bonus episode of the Xbox Tractor Podcast. Of course, I want to thank Lethal Papa, who continues to keep these streets safe from the knuckleheads of the internet. And of course, uh, he, he has the power to use the ban hammer if you are an a-hole. So don't be one, and you won't get banned. Uh, and also, I want to thank everybody for the very generous uh, 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 donations to Double Barrel Gaming. The super chats that continue to come in completely blow my mind each and every time you guys drop uh, anything from a dollar to as much as last night, $100, which again knocked me off my chair. The generosity is honestly and truly appreciated. And uh, I want to thank everyone once again for that. And of course, just want to say one thing that's important to me. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me, made me a better police officer, but more importantly, made me a better human being. And he used to say this. You say, son, treat others 
how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. And I'm telling you this, if you live by those rules, I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you on Thursday on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. <laughs>